0: Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to re-evaluate everything you've been taught. and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. We have another intro. I don't know who keeps messing with my intros, but they're always different. They're always mysterious. So a while back, not too long ago, actually, and this is probably about two months ago, we had a guest on the show who was an absolute rock star. She is entertaining, to say the least, and has had quite an experience. Now, you guys... My primary listeners these days, as we've kind of blown up with this whole coronavirus, apparently I'm not crazy and people are coming to me for answers and questions. I feel like I'm part of the family. I have a lot to say about this topic. I have a lot to say and I have a lot of questions and a lot of you have asked, you know, what's, you know, what's the Hollywood side of things and what's going on and what's the moves and the haps? And they've said to me, what about your connections? I know you've talked to this person and talked to that person. What are they saying about this? Well, today I have again with us for the second time, one of the biggest hearts I've ever not physically met, but certainly over the internet met and fallen in love with, Aaron Carpluck. Welcome back to the show. So happy to have you.
1: Ah, thank you, Adam. Great to be back. Great to be back under very precarious and scary and unknown uh, situations. The world's changed a lot since our last chat.
0: Yeah. And the last time we spoke, it was about, you know, peace love and positivity we were just a couple of free loving hippies back then this was what february this was just only like two months ago yeah um and yeah man a lot has really changed since then and and again i'm so happy that you came with us uh on this particular episode because the arc of my show not that i wanted it to but the arc of my show has certainly turned into um not so much conspiracy because it's one of those like i saw a meme the other day that made me laugh and it was just you know uh, conspiracy here, there says, "Man, I'm sick of being right." But you know, all this weird stuff that we've all been talking about, and that's kind of been going on in the in the in the in the background of the ethos, has mm-hmm. all come to fruition. This coronavirus, this thing that's on the surface is is killing people, um, mm-hmm. and is is you know right on the surface has has divided an entire nation, uh, and divided an entire world. Divided an entire world. I mean, like legitimately, my house is my house, your house is your house. Get away from me. Because of what people are seeing on the television, because of what people are putting in the media, and 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 how it's all been delivered. And you, I mean, if if this were one of them one of them uh, uh, late late shows, you'd be our you'd be our lady on the scene, <laughs> right down there in Hollywood on break right now. What you know, to anyone that doesn't know, Aaron is. Um, I think I mentioned it on the first time we had her on that she's the greatest uh, Canadian celebrity in the history. Uh, no offense to alan thick of any celebrities
1: of but oh, well it's you. my
0: show it's my show so my rules uh, <laughs> and uh, and i'm sticking with it i don't even know if it's true but i'm sticking with it you know i have to sound convincing or people won't believe me or, or i can't get on cnn so what's hollywood like right now and i don't mean like what's 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 your hollywood like what's your what's your california looking like these days
1: um just, I mean, it's interesting. Just to, just to We're all going through this, yes. right? Yes, yes. And I have my family, and the majority of my friends are in Canada. And um, I'm currently living in Los Angeles, and I have a lot of friends here. And it's just interesting to see the two different countries, the difference in the news that they're given, and to a certain extent, how people are reacting and dealing with this. But just to flip back which we can discuss and I'll talk about, you know, what's uh, happening right around me here in Hollywood. Uh, But like you and I were peace, love and happiness and, and uh, this divide between people and, and, and their houses. I do have to say, I still believe in peace, love and happiness. And when I put my mask on and I have to go do one of these essential errands, uh, I just, I love it when people were, we're, we're distancing ourselves because of this virus, but then also it's it's about not like being afraid of that other person or fearing another person or being angry at that other person. Like through your mask, just to give like a wave and a hello, it's, just, it's so nice when that's reciprocated or even given first on the street to know that, you know, we're in this together and these are just things that, protocol that we have to follow. But a big thing, and I would love to discuss this with you, is about like trying to maintain that, uh, for lack of a better word, peace, love, and happiness vibe. Uh, that we're going that, that, that hippie shit. <laughs> that, it's incredibly challenging in this time. People are scared. This is unprecedented. And, you know, I've, I've really had to, I'm totally going on a tangent right now, but I, I really had to put up very strong kind of boundaries for myself about what news I'll let in um, about like within the day, how much negative energy I'm going to let in to kind of, Um, like limit certain things and try to keep balance. to try to keep in a really good mind frame for it. And I really am leaning on those friends that are like optimistic, positive, being there for my friends that are losing their shit. The majority of them have children and it's really challenging. Or, you know, I've had two friends that have actually gotten COVID-19 and, you know, being as much as I can be there for them. And anyways, I kind of just want to question about
0: that. How close are you with those friends that have this?
1: Uh, My girlfriend, Pam, got it. uh, I was with her in Palm Springs a month ago. Mm -hmm. And when we left, they just shut down Indian Wells because of, uh, because of Corona. And at that point we were like, what? And two of them were there to actually, and paid, you know, thousands of dollars in tickets to watch the tennis matches. And it devastated that weekend for the hotels and the restaurants. Wait, it costs
0: a thousand dollars for tennis tickets?
1: I can get that. That's what she said. I don't know. I'm not that much I, don't I love know.
0: how that's my takeaway from this. Stuff.
1: Yeah. I'm a terrible, <laughs> player. But, uh, you know, and, and that's right at the precipice of, 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 you know, the, the big stuff happening. And then she actually went back to Vancouver and uh, two and a half weeks later, I don't know where she contracted it, but yeah, we've been, all of us are on a, on a texting thread with her and she's now day 10. And she's hoping by Easter that she'll be able just to go, cause I'll, she'll be able to go out in her patio and get some fresh air. But it's been bad news bears. She lives with her husband. She's self quarantined. She didn't get out of bed for five days. She kept calling eight one one in Canada, which is the nurses hotline, and they had very specific regulations as to you know what her temperature was, uh, how long it persisted, what her symptoms were before they would even accept her being admitted. Anywhere, and she wrote it out. And she's fifty-five. Um, she suffers from Lyme disease. She's a oh. huge, brilliant, beautiful heart. And like I, even through, mm-hmm. can I add
0: something to that? Uh, and I don't mean to be a piece of shit, but did you say she has Corona with Lyme? Oh,
1: there you go. There you go. <laughs> now I had to do that,
0: primarily because you have to keep it light. Um, and I would here. love, I would love to talk to her. I honestly would love to talk to her. I have put an all call out on almost every episode that if you've got this, I want to talk to you. Um,
1: Ryan Robbins, uh, he's a phenomenal actor. I've I've worked with him more than any other actor I know of. We've done three, four projects together. I've known him probably for 15 years. He's incredible. He's on the Canadian show Pure. Um, He was on, uh, I mean, he's been in every, every, if you saw him, you'd be like, and he's- uh,
0: Who is it, Ryan Robbins?
1: Ryan, Ryan Robbins. Yeah. He's a Vancouver based actor. If you see his face, you will be like, Oh, he's an insane talent and a wonderful, wonderful man. And he just announced uh, last week that he has he's, he's had it up the hump and thankfully heading on the backside of it. Uh, But yeah, he would be really brilliant to talk to you guys. I think you guys would drive well. Uh,
0: Clearly there's a ton of pictures of him on here, but I don't recognize him. Which is not to say anything. I don't really watch TV. (laughs) So, uh, but yes, I would love to. I would love to talk to him. I would love to talk to, I've said it a thousand times. I'd love to talk to anybody because there's this underlying theme that nobody has this thing. And I know some people do have it and I know it exists because COVID-19 is on the back of a Lysol can. It Lysol disinfects against COVID, not COVID-19. My bad. Disinfects against the coronavirus, which is your standard flu for the most part um and you see things like it is all over you know it lasts on plastic it does this it does that uh now nobody's it's gone to the point now where you can't announce that it is a thing um and oh there was also that was really loud by the way <laughs> there was also a uh, a huge talk about, huge talk about it um going around in like December, November, December, where people had this weird flu type thing that was just wiping them out for about 10 days. Um, and, and that's kind of, you know, what I think it is, but as it stands now with that, I, I, again, I I mean, I'd love to talk to this. I'd love to talk about what it's like to have it. Um, and again, your friend who, who was at the hospital, um, and I mean, no disrespect. Oh,
1: sorry. Neither of them made it to the hospital. They wouldn't, they, they, uh, went through it on their own in their homes. Mm -hmm. So that's,
0: that's my, that's my, you know, my biggest contention with this whole thing is all of the hospitals are empty. Yet the television is telling you that all the hospitals are full. Uh, And that's really weird. So there's a lot more going on, you know, than meets the eye when it comes to this. And a lot of it revolves around and centers around Hollywood. Two main storylines that run through here are the Hollywood storyline and the 5g storyline. And the Hollywood storyline is the, is the, Uh, adrenochrome that you and I were talking about before we went live.
1: Which I didn't know about. You were educating me. And I do feel there's a reason why. Anyways, that's a whole other thing, but we might butt heads on why hospitals are saying that they're full.
0: But that's where, and that's where conversation comes from. And that, and that's, that's the the thing. And I remember, because again, I am a staunch, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I am a big Aaron Karpluck fan. Um, I have been since I I first took note of you, um, not first took note of you, but since you and I first sort of connected uh, a long time ago, not a long time ago, I don't know, I'm rambling now. Um, But your, your posts, why I really wanted you on the show in the first place is because you wear your heart on your sleeve. And that's obvious. That is, that is, you make that very clear that you are legit, just you, uh, and it's pretty cool.
1: So I try to.
0: yeah. So when it comes to us butting heads, it's, it's out of respect that we would be like, Hey, well, what about this? And what about that? And that's how a conversation happens. There are too many people going, your fucking point is bullshit. My point is right. This is bullshit. I'm not having this conversation. I'm dissolving our 20 year friendship. Go to hell. Vote Trump.
1: No, I 1,000% I, 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 agree with you. And I, I'm hoping that people that are watching this, I mean, it, we're, we're airing both very different sides of things and having a conversation about it. And things that you're going to say to me are going to completely educate and potentially enlighten me because I didn't know. Anyways, just to skip yeah. to get the Hollywood stuff, because I'm not a conspiracy theory gal uh, per se, because I just haven't really...
0: Because you're busy sense. living your life.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And conspiracy theories, conspiracy theorists uh, who, are, who make up a lot of my audience, and I love each and every one of you, uh, again, the term is derogatory. The term is set to, to, to make us look nuts. And what the conspiracy theorist is basically is somebody who, um, who just doesn't accept the official narrative. Right you know, and then we start looking. And the only reason we don't accept the official narrative is probably because we've been screwed over a lot in life. And we're like, you know what, I'm going to start asking questions for myself here. I can't just keep blindly accepting these things as reality. Um, so Which yeah,
1: I, to a certain extent I think it's good to question things and especially right now, don't believe everything you read.
0: Yeah. Like you had said, you had said, you know, uh, it's nice to, to connect with somebody over your face mask when you're out in public. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand what's up with the face masks. I don't understand. I mean, I understand the narrative. I understand that it prevents you from coughing on somebody else or whatever the hell it is. Um, And I don't mean to make light of the situation per se, but I do mean to make light of the situation also in the same breath, because as, as important as it is that we generally take good precautions in what we're doing, in how we're doing it, General safety, like man. I mean, rule number one here is wash your hands. And this is this is this is an epidemic and a pandemic that has shut down financially everything. And their solution is to wash your hands, right? Not solution, but distraction, distractatory answer. The hospitals, don't go to the hospitals. The hospitals, the hospitals are prepared to be overrun. In Canada. The LCBO, which is the Ontario Liquor Control Board of Ontario Liquor Board Booze Hut, is open. Everything is closed. The national parks are closed. The walking paths are closed. The hiking trails are closed. The playgrounds are closed. Open fields are closed. The outdoors is shut down. McDonald's and the liquor store drive throughs have been set up. Mm. Right. So it's an interesting time for that. You know, if you really were worried about humanity, as they say it is, why are you putting people at risk to sell poison, i.e. alcohol? So the, the general response to that up here is, if people don't get their booze, their livers will shut down, and the amount of people that have liver failure from not having their alcohol will completely overrun the hospitals and jam everything up and we'll all be screwed. That's no joke, the narrative as to why the liquor stores are still open, which then means that Some people who agree with that story and who believe that story and who push that narrative believe that Canada, (laughs) there are so many liver failure on the brink of brinker of errors in this country of complete liver failure that we might have a, you know, we might have a different epidemic on our hands. If this is the case, if we can't shut the liquor stores down for a month, we got a bigger problem than, than COVID. So the narrative changes.
1: (laughs) So bananas to me because I would just—I mean, from my point of view, uh, grocery stores are still open, liquor stores are still open, hospitals are still open. These are—I mean—essential. But like, if you're going to have millions of people confined to their home, I think to take away alcohol, at least for a lot of my—I mean, I—we—we've discussed. I don't drink alcohol, but a lot of my friends would be like, "What?" I'm gonna be okay with my three kids homeschooling and stuff as long as I can have that glass of wine at night. And it's—I uh, mean, does it fall under the food and beverage category? I mean, I don't think that it is directly related to having people kill their livers. I don't know. I don't. I just feel like it's open because people should have access to it, and and for peace of mind and for well-being. Like, if you took away that, that would cause some real shit. To be like you can't drink alcohol at this point.
0: One hundred percent.
1: I don't know. I and again, I don't. I don't drink alcohol. I don't. I'm if, not you,
0: alcohol. if you if you took
1: alcohol. but like right. I, I'm my dad's sitting at home, and I'm like, look, Dad, I'm gonna get your prescriptions delivered to you. He's we're obviously in different countries right now. I'm gonna get your groceries delivered by volunteers who I'm so incredibly grateful for. And yeah, if need if need be, for him to stay there and done. If he wants his his rye and water every day, then I'm gonna make sure that that happens for his happiness and
0: well-being I agree with that and I'm not opposed to uh, this this will conflict what I've just said but I'm not opposed to the alcohol the liquor stores being open Mm -hmm. Um, because I agree with all of that this is what the people need but the funny thing is if you did shut it down you wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to manipulate the people as easily as you have right now so there's a back reason as to why they would they would keep it up you can't manipulate a sober society imagine you right now you've been alcohol free for about you know for however long you've been Mm -hmm. could you You're not as susceptible to the bullshit that you once were. I mean, I agree
1: with that from my standpoint a thousand percent.
0: Yes. So if you if you imply your standpoint and you say to each and every individual out there, I know full well, assuming (laughs) you're not gonna go into complete liver failure and bung up the hospitals, if you stopped drinking for a month, two months, you would start seeing things a little bit more clearly. And if people all over the world saw things a little bit more clearly. This manipulation, I believe, wouldn't be able to 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 take place as easy as it has to shut people down, to shut them into their into their into their houses. Um, and what's next? The next step is to go into the people's houses and pull them out. <laughs>
1: you know, right. I definitely um, say like people that are. I don't. I don't know. This is such a huge, you know, thing to jump. But like, I, I mean, if people want to have, I'm not, if people want to have a glass of wine with their dinner and stuff, I mean, if it's controlling your life and you're noticing it making an, like, like negative impacts a hundred percent, but like, if you want to have a glass of wine, go fill your boots, have a glass of wine. I'm not, you know, it's it just like if an occasional drinker gives up for a month, they're saving those. But I mean, it's just, it's, it's just kind of anything excessive or if it re or if it my statement again. My statement again. No. Way, like it makes you feel groggy if it makes you feel like I just didn't like waking up. If I had three glasses of wine and woke up in the morning, I feel like poo and I'd waste the day. And that was, I just decided that's not how I want to. I want to try to make the most out of. I love waking up in the morning clean and fresh and alert.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun. Anyways, I don't. Uh, yeah, I and guess. I'm not. We, this wasn't. A, this wasn't a anti-alcohol stance. This was a. It's it's a peculiar stance that the, that everything in the world gets shut down and they mainline alcohol into people's systems. You know, it's just, that was the observation at the beginning of this.
1: And all the pot dispensaries are still open. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Here, here yeah. they are anyways. In yeah. California. Here, too. here uh, too. Yeah. And we'll jump back to like, like here, I'll give you. A, yeah. Do you want to go now? I don't want to cut you off if you're on the, if you're on.
0: Oh no, you were breaking up. I didn't hear what you were saying.
1: Oh, I was just going to say kind of just flipping back to California. That's
0: yeah, we can get, we'll get into that for sure. Um, but the um, you, I don't think I touched on it cause I jumped again, but you had said, you know, the kind of seeing the kindness in people over, uh, over the mask. And one <laughs> thing that I've known for sure that I've seen for sure is in this time right now where we're definitely quarantined, there is when you're out, like you said, when you're out essentials, when you're out, you know, walking, just walking, just getting some exercise, um, you're, you're sort of seeing people and every single one of those people I've found, because again, I'm a big guy, I mean, you know, I'm six, one big, big fella. Um, and, and, you know, people sort of, have always kind of you know, steered a little bit clear and I've noticed, but now mm. they, they really aren't. And, you know, apparently now, you know, I'm a little bit friendlier and everybody's just a little bit friendlier because this is for the first time in the ever in the history of humanity that I've been alive or that most people have been alive, you know, we are literally, all in this together.
1: A thousand percent. Yeah.
0: And that's yeah. something when you had said, I want to hold on to that, you know, the peace, love, and happiness, that's something to hold on to. That, you know, whether you're a conspiracy theorist, whether you knew this was coming, whether you're anti government, whether you're pro Trump, anti this, this, that, and the other thing, we're all, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter anything, color, yeah. creed, or nothing. We are legit all in this together.
1: A thousand percent. A hundred, hundred million, trillion, thousand percent. And like the whole peace, love, and happiness, Two thing, as we are all in this together i'm not don't misunderstand like i 'm not saying that that is every second of every day how i 'm feeling that's certainly not it it is terrifying right now uh, for everyone and everyone is in different shoes and are going to react at any given point in any given day in a completely different way and emotions are running high you know there's lots of fear there's anger um, there's moments of surrender, of bliss, of of everything. And I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying you can't have those people that are, you know, compromised, that are isolated, that are scared for their life, people that are scared for their family members of being around them and and killing them because they, you know, have respiratory illness or asthma or whatever. It's dividing families. It's, you know, just to say that I think that it is good for us all to experience and feel all the feels. And if you need to have a big old fat cry, if you need to scream into a pillow or scream out your window or whatever you need to do, I think that that's important. But, Jen, but then just to always try to be emotionally intelligent and come back to a place of, of, okay, what am I doing with this emotion? How can I work through this? And how can I come out this on the other end in a place that makes me happier, that makes me better for myself, that makes me better for other people? And does that make sense?
0: Couldn't have been, it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, you couldn't have said it any better because
1: Time for that. the,
0: the, the, the fact that we are all in this together and the fact that, you know, like I said, whether you, whether you think, you know, this or that, or, or however you want to approach this, because regardless of how you're coming into this, like if you're watching the news or if you're aware of, if you're, if you're on the adrenochrome side of things, or if you're, if you're on the 5G side of things, or if you're on the financial collapse side of things. At the end of the day, we are all in a position in a situation to take time to better our lives. And I don't, you know, I'm not here to, 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 to appease the nation. I, I pers- this show isn't here to appease the nation. This show is here to, for the most part, entertain uh, and to talk and to sort of shake people up and to, and to put a little bit of sense into anyone that wants to hear it. Because for, for now, there's, you know, there's a time where people want to argue. And that, that goes away. You actually tagged me in something the other day, uh, which was the stages of, of sort of where we are. And yeah. the, uh, the outward stage is where I've lived the majority of my life. And in that stage, it said, you know, share, help, com- be, have compassion, um, yeah. you know, do what you can for your fellow man, as opposed to hoard, take the toilet paper and all that sort of stuff, which was in- yeah. inside, inside that. And, and I love that.
1: I'm on my Instagram feed. I posted it and I had like an instinct that it might not be received well. And because I really make a conscious effort to only and I I mostly just use Instagram, but I try to I consciously make an effort to only put on positive things and just just to not lean into any kind of.
0: uh, Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, um, earlier today, the positive thing she posted was a topless picture.
1: Oh, boy. Well, that's positive, isn't it? Hey guys, if you're in a quarantine, I'm going to take my shirt off and take a picture. There that's you go. That's right.
0: Topless pictures on.
1: From my back and it's very tasteful. Um, very but, tasteful,
0: except for that boat that we saw there crashing into the other boat. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so these, so I posted that the just the fear circles that we were talking about, and I had two people come back right away, and one of them was like, you know, I'm 16, I'm compromised. This seems like very cute and cheerful, but you can't judge me for where I am or how I'm feeling. And, you know, I was try. I try to be very thoughtful about getting back to her. And then another gentleman had said another comment about if you're old and you, you're older and you're compromised, you still need to get out. You can't, you, you have to take care of your needs. He was kind of alluding to the hoarding part of it. And to which I just replied, you know, again, taking the emotion out of it, only leaving compassion and being respectful of, of their comments. And uh, I just said to him, you know, seniors, there are volunteers that can get your groceries. Uh, Lots of um, drugstores are doing delivery service and there's also certain hours, at least here in California, uh, grocery stores are opening up in the first hour or two is dedicated to seniors only. Nobody else is allowed to come. Seniors are compromised. I would suggest
0: that seniors don't take advantage of that, by the way.
1: Going first thing in the morning?
0: Uh, No going all together because if, 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 Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. In theory,
0: I, I, they're all, they're all the most susceptible and you've got them all in the same place. It's not the but best if idea.
1: Are, if you are in a place where like some people don't have family or friends or even know how to use the internet to get access to the volunteers that can help them. Like there's people like, I feel very, very grateful. i I mean, I know Ellen DeGeneres, but I am grateful. I have a roof over my head. I have <laughs> two pets. I have all the food I need and I have like extra little comforts. Like I got a fireplace and a patio I can escape to access to the internet. But there's so many people that do You have don't a fireplace? Anything. I do a little gas fireplace. I love it. You
0: should, uh, you should set up a, a webcam and, uh, and get into a fireside chat every night with Aaron Karpluck, read a story to people. Just welcome. welcome. Exactly. Do the whole thing.
1: <laughs> <And> at have <laughs> FaceTime day with my friends' kids to read books for them because they're like, I'm losing my mind. Um, um anyways, it's funny. Like, that dude on, on Instagram, when I said to him and I'm like, you know, totally respect your opinions and stuff. But clearly to me, those three. And I'm not trying to say I'm enlightened. I'm in this and that. Cause I, I said, it on you it. are,
0: I will say it. I will say that you're enlightened. You well, have, I'm you have, you best. have the beginning gift. You have the beginning gift to it. Sorry. I'm, I keep cutting you up. You are, you, you already have that natural glow that says whatever comes next, I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep growing. So yes, you hold that inside you to be a little bit more. Um, I do
1: believe that. And I do try and people that maybe aren't and I don't see I just don't want to sound uppity being like people that aren't like do woke, it. but people that aren't woke are definitely living in that fear and both your comments came from a place of of fear and it's and it's sad and I have compassion towards that and sometimes the I mean the 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 where I'm, I'm struggling for my words here but to see what it's like on that outer uh, circle they're not living there yet they haven't seen that they don't know what that is yet and then in living in that one place it's really it makes life so much easier not to have to live in fear or with anxiety or living in the past living in the future like you know what I Do mean? You,
0: how do you how do you cope with that do you generally live do you, do you do you generally experience anxiety or fear do you have any of that in your life
1: i'm not gonna lie to you i uh again i read this something on um to a sober girl's guide or drop the bottle or one of these Instagram sites. It said drinking alcohol is like pouring, you know, gasoline onto a fire. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I know friends that, you know, casually drink and stuff. And I think that alcohol really, really, really puts a flame on your anxiety and depression. And I, I stopped drinking in September, doing a cleanse and I kept it going and I can, I've had no anxiety. Mm-hmm. I had no anxiety. I also, um, practice meditation. And, uh, I would, I would say for me, those are, and, and I get good sleep and I exercise daily and those things for me, I find I'm, I'm, I can handle shit when it comes at me, work shit, relationship shit, uh, you know, COVID-19 shit. I'm like, okay, what do I need? And I specifically sat down when I started with my friend that was in Hawaii with me. She's got three kids and we're like, okay, dude, we sat down and we made a very specific routine for ourselves every day. To keep mentally and spiritually sound, because if this goes on for another five months or longer, where we're in our own space, you kind of you have to prep for it. And I just know for me, every day I need to get to have a sleep maintenance, sleep hygiene, which I call it, where I'm in bed by eleven every night, up by seven. If I can keep to that schedule, it's good to get fresh air. Um, I do go for walks here. I have gone for a run. I w- always wear a mask, except for when I was jogging. I didn't because I thought I'd asphyxiate myself. But you can still jog and have you keep distance from people. Whereas where there's not a lot of walkie walkers, um, or I, I'm now doing online tapes at home. Exercise is huge because it also releases endorphins and mm. any of that like shut-in, cagey Jack Nicholson Shining feeling you get. I find exercising really sweats it out, even without being in a pandemic, I knew if I was like feeling grouchy in the afternoon, I'm like, go for a run, because it's like an actual natural drug, hydrating, trying to eat as healthy as you can, and then also being super gentle with yourself. So if I'm just kind of like, like I was really sad talking to my dad yesterday. I'm really, 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 really concerned about him. I'm not going to start crying right now. But I just said, okay, I am going to watch two episodes of "Love is Blind" in my pajamas at 10 in the morning, and fuck it. It feels great. And I was like, winning,
0: yeah. you know,
1: some days are, are better. Some moments are better than others. There's a lot of gray that you have to navigate in light. And it's not always, it's really rarely black and white. And so just getting to the routine, getting back to your question about anxiety and well, anxiety is like, for me, it's keeping on a, a routine for myself, especially during this time so that I'm like, you know, I have to, uh, show up for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And scene. That's it. <laughs> and scene.
0: Yes. Perfect. Um, no, it's, it, it's important. Are you, I don't know the rules right now, essential travel and all that sort of stuff. Are you not yeah. able to, to go see your dad? Are you not able to get up there?
1: No. And this is like one thing I said to him, I'm like, dad, I don't want to be morbid, but this is the, the reality. You know, you're 79 years old. He smokes cigarettes and, um, I just feel like, I'm like, dad, it's just like, it's science, man. If you, if the virus came to you, your body is not going to be able to handle it. Like it's, it, it could be a matter of losing your life. And I'm like, my brother and I, I live out of the country and I'm like, for me to get to him would be driving for three days to get there. It's 27 hours, give mm-hmm. or take. Uh for me to and then me to get there, every gas station I stop off, every, you know what I mean? Am I gonna compromise him? Is something gonna happen on the way there? I'm pretty OCD about this. So if my hand touches something, like I just I kind of am like a robot that way where I'll remember last time I washed my hands, I if I go out, I have myself in my pocket, but I I don't touch it. It's only there for emergencies. I wear gloves, I wipe down my doorknobs, and I come home, I wipe down my groceries, stuff that a lot of people are doing. So I freak out. I'm like, dad, and if you did get sick, and I drove three days to see you, they might not let me in the hospital. Odds are, they will not let you in a hospital. A lot of pregnant women are having to go through a a lot of things without their husband present or their partner present um, because of this. Anyways doom gloom but it's doom gloom times uh, it, yeah
0: it, i mean it is doom and gloom i mean so this show has all is basically been you know we've been ripping on it we've been ripping on covid and, and and the bullshit of it but the reality is you know there's a there's a ton of other stories out there so and in your audience listens as well you had a very high rating uh, on on my podcast so your audience found you here through
1: I guess okay, thanks hashtags. guys. Thanks guys.
0: Yeah, so your audience, your audience is like, hey, she did really good on that show, and then they like listen to another of my episodes, and like, what the fuck? Nope, I'm out.
1: Hey, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you, my audience. Thank you, and they're good peeps. Like, really, really, genuinely. I've people are like, do you have any ever have any weird experiences with fans? And I'm like, no. Like, and if yeah. somebody runs into me on the street, uh it's not. They're not like. They're not freaking out like I'm Ellen or Oprah. They're like.
0: That's, that's, hey, you keep like, you keep dropping the big names. <laughs>
1: they feel like they feel like they know me like like as a best friend because they watch Being Erica or you know like hey and they're really, just really genuine like they talk to me like they've known me their whole lives and they'll you know and 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 comment on how the show has changed their life and I'm touched every single time and I read every single comment I don't always get back to them but I'll heart them if I can and and I just yeah good. Good, good peeps. And knock on wood, I've had really, really lovely experiences um, with celebrity, as you call it,
0: on with social media. Celebrity. With celebrities or with being celebrity?
1: With being celebrity, which I'm like, you know, me. We, I, I love that when you talk to me, you're like, so what are Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise and Ellen up to? I'm like, well, <laughs> when I had dinner with last night, I said I was doing <laughs> the Master Mastery Alliance podcast. And- uh,
0: that's right. And my British accent came out in Spain. Yeah,
1: suddenly I became had a terrible British accent. It's uh,
0: perfect. It's, it's, it's terribly perfect. Perfectly ter- terrible.
1: Yeah, it is perfectly
0: terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good like that. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's the thing. Cause you know, you, you've, there are, how do I put this? There are energies that we all connect with on this planet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, in 2009, you were being Erica.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that was 10 years ago. Um, and that was a big, I think it was 2009. I don't think I'm wrong about that.
1: 2011. So yeah, it was nine years ago that we, that our, that our series ended. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 2011.
0: But still in 2009, you were being Erica, right? Yes.
1: That was, that was the height of the, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So now, so that's, so that's 10, no, just say whatever, 10 years ago. Yeah. And that was also the height of media. People were at home. People were, people were paying for cable. People were tuning into stuff, you know, your show. I, I'd never actually, before our first conversation, I'd never actually watched it. I'd seen pieces of it, but I, I, just because I have such respect for you, I threw it on and I fell in love with it. I thought it was great. Um, the, the other one that I did watch too, which was atrocious, but I couldn't stop watching it was slasher the first season. <laughs> it was it was so perfectly Canadian and just, just terrible and great. And I don't know how to explain that to any like American listening to this. You're like, well, that doesn't make it sound great. I'm like, no, it's good. It's fun. It's campy. It's, it's just the right amount of cheese and they've got just the right amount of acting. Uh, your character was hilarious, this batshit crazy lady that they, they, you got wrapped up in. I'm not, I'm not going to give it away to anybody, but you know, your, your character arc came all back together and they tied it all in and you were hilarious running through town with your pajamas on.
1: <laughs> Standard day. Standard yeah, day. exactly.
0: You're like that. We weren't even filming that. I was just looking for coffee and they started filming me. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. But it was, you know, and, and your, your, your body of work is entertaining and it's your body of work and it's your character. And it's, it's you that have put into that, that people have seen. Mm-hmm. Um now flash forward now you know the audience for this show is pretty decent i'm no i'm no you know super fame but 5 years from now everyone's sort of tuning into podcasts and mm-hmm. everyone's tuning into smaller stuff and again we talked about how this is impacting hollywood there's a you have you have what it takes to to sort of change your career arc you could easily slide into something else and right now you, you know, you're in doing this, your your audience, yes, your audience is listening to a different perspective in this show, but my audience is being exposed to you, and mm-hmm. and the majority of my audience is like, hey man, every celebrity's terrible, which is what we were talking about when you were having dinner with Tom Cruise. Right, right,
1: right, right. right. Um,
0: it's it's an interesting it's it's interesting that worlds have the opportunity to collide in this day and in, in the year 2020, and you know in this time because because of energy, because your energy connects with my energy, your Instagram account connected with my Instagram account based yeah. on energy. And then you're like, you know what? I will talk to this person. I will jam out with this person. I do have the opportunity to meet and connect with all these people. Cause you know, when you and I were kids, you know, if we wanted to talk to somebody, dear, so-and-so, I really loved you in the Dukes of hazards. And you, you know, yeah. fold it up and you put it in the mailbox and, and Bob's your uncle. But now it's like, hey, Erin's on Instagram and I can talk to her whether she gets back to me or not. If I've got something to say, I'm sure she will. She probably reads this stuff. And, and kudos to you. I mean, I've taken, like I said, I've taken the, the comments right off. I'm just like, nope, not doing it. Um, and I've had a lot of people in my DM me in the inbox because I've, I even changed it. So at the top of my Instagram account says, I've disabled comments and I've encouraged DMs. Reach out to us if there's a problem let's work together don't just oh
1: god you're a good man i would lose him i would lose my shit if i had to answer dms
0: uh well to, like here's the thing about that i have a team of people that <laughs> oh, sift-, okay. sift through wow.
1: them you got a team you're like yeah. you got a uh. team. I'm okay. fancy.
0: It's just a tech team, right? And if the questions if the question can be answered, sure, there's canned answers for all this sort of stuff. And you can you can get a VA anywhere to take care of it, but you're personal, right? You're you're very personal. You're very hands on. So you do take the time. And I'm it's not that I'm not hands on, like they, they get the answers. And if people are really in danger, I will speak directly to them. There's no I'm not dismissing or poo-pooing these people. I'm I will take the time to talk to anyone that reaches out, that really reaches out and that needs an answer.
1: I totally believe that about you, yes.
0: And that is that that's that's an energy that, that, that needs to be out there because the funny thing is people are like, you know, they'll, they'll spew their hate. They'll spew their version of hate and other people will see that and go, Oh, I agree with this too. I, I, you know, it's like the whole beauty of your posts can be like, that's magical. And then somebody just like drifts into the comments and like, well, you know what? No, I agree with this now too. And then, and then it's, the post it's is wasted
1: follow the mentality, like follow the herd kind of, yeah, yeah very, yeah. That's very, very true.
0: Sorry for the silence, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, I'll see that in the wavelength, and I'll drop like a, a I'll drop your theme song in there. That'll be good.
1: And it's kind of like the likes too. I love that you can't see how many people uh, like a particular post because then you could also look at one and be like, "Oh, that has lots of likes. I should like it." Where it's like, it just feels so high school. I love that you can't see likes.
0: Yeah, they they changed that out, and that's people were all up in arms about that at first. But you know, at the end of the day, it's you know that's another reason why when I've taken the comments off, that's another reason why that's taking place. Just because, you know, I don't want people to look at my post and feel obligated to say something, you know, you're not obligated. You, You just simply enjoy, just take a look, enjoy and move on. I don't need your praise. I want you to enjoy. I want you to be happy. I want this to be, you know, where it is. And that, I think that that speaks, that speaks volumes to the community in which uh, you know, we both serve. Thanks for the tour of the apartment, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, she just walked around a bit. And like, it's quite a nice place you got there.
1: We have, we're vision boarding. Look at this. Oh
0: jeez. Whoa.
1: <laughs> no, Adam, like it's legit. There's this really amazing woman that does a, a, a anyways, tiny, tiny tirade or tangent uh, on YouTube. And it's an hour long to watch. And I just so happened to have like three bags of magazines that I was a friend gave me, we we're doing a vision board night. We didn't get around to doing it. And I thought I'd keep them. And then right before I left for Hawaii, I'm like, why am I keeping all this shit? Like I'm never going to use it. And now I'm like, whoa, ho, ho, I'm in quarantine. I'm making vision boards. So, but it is a disaster in here, but it's creative outlet and I love it. And see, continue. Go. Yeah. Uh,
0: my, well, my, I think my point was good. You know, people are used to me jumping all over the place with this podcast, but it, uh, yeah. So at the end of the day, when I, just to wrap that, that, that arc up, or maybe I already wrapped it up, you know, and uh, let's talk about California. What's it like? <laughs> were, are you, were you working? Is it, it has, have, has some of the studios shut down? What, oh, what's oh, really yeah. going on? Um,
1: in January, I did, um am going to do some self-promotion here, everybody, plugging myself. By all means. I... I haven't done a lot of network television, but I did an episode of 911. Yes. Uh, last, oh, I don't know, it was a Christmas episode, so I think we shot it on Halloween with, with Angela Bassett, who can I just say, if I never work again, I it was just really cool sharing the screen time with her. She's, she's badass. She's beautiful. Um, so, anyways, did that, and it's it's very strange because after being like a lead on a television series, to just go on and just kind of do like a guest spot um it's in, my parents will watch watching them be like well you are hardly in it because they get really spoiled and i'm like mom and dad you're not always i'm not always going to be the lead of series like the fact that i'm consistently working on stuff that makes me fulfilled is a lot but they don't i think they just got kind of spoiled because i did leads of series and then you know and now it's kind of it's all not to say there will be more leads of series but anyways did the episode of um of 911, uh, and then they've done a crossover show called 911 Lone Star with Rob Lowe and Liv Tyler, and the producers were awesome. They they uh, Ryan Murphy asked me back. They'll, they they tried to cast this crazy, batshit crazy woman role, and then naturally they were like, what about Pepper? that Aaron played in the Christmas episode. So I was the first crossover character. So that was kind of a really nice way to start the year. And I was thinking 2020 is going to be amazing. Like this is, this is, this is going to, you know, and then here we are in a pandemic. Um, (laughs) It reminds
0: me of, it reminds me of that, that one of those quotes that I saw, it just made me laugh every single, I saw it like two or three times. And every time I popped across my my screen, I laughed. It just says wrong hole, 2020 wrong hole. (laughs)
1: Seriously, seriously. <laughs> uh,
0: but yes, so, okay, but, so... You know, not- production
1: film is so shut down. It's so, so shut down. I just got a, I just saw um my manager on Instagram, he just posted something where they're doing like virtual shooting now. So they're having actors, I guess, film in their own house, which I find interesting. I'm still kind of trying to wrap my brain around it. I think that Hollywood is going to get very crafty and creative in, and there's probably many things in the works right now that I'm completely unaware of, of how to still continue to produce content in this time, given our limitations. Um, it's devastating as it is for almost every single industry in the world. Um, you know, when you film, obviously you, you have at least a crew of 30 to hundred people, Um, It requires a lot of different locations or big uh, studios where there's, you know, potentially up to hundreds of employees. So obviously all that is shut, shut, shut down. From my point of view as an actor, um, you'll get the occasional self-tape for projects that were either coming up or were in the works. So a casting director, and this is what happens a lot, even... Without being in the pandemic, where you'll put yourself on tape for an audition, so you have like I have a studio in my place here with a backdrop and box lights and a tripod. And if I can't get a friend to come in, uh, which is right now, then I'll just FaceTime. So I've had a couple callbacks uh, for projects that were, you know, in in the works in February, March that I've taped since I've been in lockdown. But there's it's it's like crickets, and I just kind of self-tape. Normally they're like. If you're an actor, they'd be like, Adam, here's a cell tape. It's due tomorrow. And it's like 16 pages. But I just got <laughs> one yesterday. I was so excited to get the email. And I was like, oh, I have an audition. And it's due April 30th. I was like, holy shit. I have three and a half weeks to work on this audition. Like, do you yeah, want it in weeks. German? Do you want it in Spanish? Do you want it with a Scottish accent? <laughs> and it, anyways, it's super slow. And it's, you know, as an actor, we can, my mom was very concerned with me. And she's like, honey. You know, I'm just scared about you being there alone, and this. And I said, "Mom, 90% of my career is spent alone and unemployed. So I got this. It's like yeah. I've been, you know, a lot of uh, actors or people that are subcontractors or uh, in, in, independent. They we don't always have set work coming up. It's very inconsistent, which is." Um, not, not not really what I've loved about the job obviously there's not there's very little security in it but particularly right now like hopefully you've had a good year and you were smart with your money because actors also do not get pensions uh and and you're in a living situation that you can maintain and 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 it's 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 super precarious and for our agents too because as soon as they stop getting submissions the actors start chirping and barking at their things. And my agents, a lot of my, I have some really good girlfriends that are um, my managers and agents at this agency, play management, who I love. And uh, they're like, you know, trying to, it's, it's stressful. It's just stressful. It's stressful for the casting directors. It's stressful for the crews, the crews that jump from job to job to job that have nothing now. Um, so it's, you know, and, and, and this is happening with everyone in every different job almost. Mm. so um, and then which also brings me to the thing like my I have I have 50% of my friends are still working because they're essential and 50% of my friends are not and the friends that are working are terrified because they don't want to get this they don't want to give it to their family they're uh a lot of them their work is not really going by the guidelines and they're having to work in close proximity with other people. And then, so they're complaining. And then my other friends that are at home, not working are complaining. Cause they're like, I don't know how I'm going to pay the rent. I don't know how I'm going to get food on the tape from table for my kids.
0: Well, the Americans so, are going to, you, you get that 1200 bucks. That should solve everything.
1: Oh, 1200 bucks. we stuff in life.
0: Ontario has decided to give its um, residents $2,000 a month until this is solved. And they're assuming four months. Um, and that's, that's an interesting, an interesting thing. My, my query on all that is, you know, why was it so, why was it so readily available? Why was this, this was already in the works, right? This was, it, it was rolled out so quick that this, this was the solution. Um, and your friends that are working, you know, the, the weirdest thing about this is if you take away the news and if you take
1: away. Your friends, by the way, these are friends that are civilians in the real world, not, not actors. Are you implying there's a difference? Yes. Well, That's I just, interesting. There's no. Uh, we joke as actors, saying like, "Oh no, they're they're civilians. Like they have regular jobs because our job is just so weird." And I don't know if that sounds elitist, but it does.
0: It does work. sound elitist.
1: Well, <laughs> you know what? I'm into it. It's like not. It. Like it's it.
0: not
1: nine to fiver. It's it's like at my high school reunion. Uh, I, I finished the show about slaying a wyvern. It was called Wyvern, which is a mythological dragon that comes out of, with global warming, is dethawed from the icebergs and comes out and starts killing people. And my friend who's a welder in Lethbridge, Ryan Ermitt, was like, he had to get back to work. And I was like, oh, man, why can't, can you just stay for, for the weekend so we can hang out? And he's like, Aaron, unlike you, not everybody is slaying dragons for a living. It is a different job. It is a different job
0: um yeah I, uh, here i'll just show you that for a quick second there but uh, ah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um the, the way you said it though the civilians and then us these are my civilian friends tralala. um and yeah yeah we don't get to slay dragons uh you know technically we do um i get to slay dragons all the time i i'm one of the very few who's gotten much busier since this took place because again three weeks ago i was just a conspiracy nut job and now Uh, people are asking me advice. People are saying, you know, what do we get, how do we do this or what's coming next or what's happening? All these people are coming into the woodwork and chatting with me and connecting with me and wanting to know sort of, you know, how to move forward, how to start stuff. And I don't know if you know this about me, but my main source of income is teaching people how to quit their nine to five job and go out on their own and become a success on their own. If they've got a message and the people that reach out to me for that typically have a message. So, all these people with all this time now are like, yeah, I should get back to that guy. You know, who these people that I talked to before about this and about pushing my message and my narrative. So my intake calls have gone up. Um, my podcast have gone up cause I love talking. I love talking this stuff. I love talking about all this. Uh, and people are like, aren't you afraid of, you know, sharing your opinion and other people not wanting to work with you because you sound crazy. And I'm like, you know what, man, the only people you want to work with are people that, Kind of already see you in a crazy light, or are already on that 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 path. You know, you don't want to have to change who you are to to work with a client, and you won't get really good results if that's the case. So when you talk about you know civilians versus actors, you know I could talk about civilians, and to me civilians would be nine to fivers. To mm-hmm. me, which is
1: that's what I mean. That's ludicrous. Like-
0: a civilian to me is 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 an idiot, and. And, and that's why I laughed when you said civilians, us and them. And, and I'm not any, I'm not a part of, actually, you know what, I guess maybe now I am, maybe, I, maybe now I have a faction or I'm a part of something, but I've always been a complete lone wolf. I've never really had any, I've never stuck to any one thing because in my mind, I've always said, well, if this, then that, and I've always grown just a little bit more, a little bit, something's always been different. And to the idea of going to an office every day, talking to Sharon about her kids would drive me insane.
1: It would drive me insane too, but I don't want to be down on if we're giving this. You system. can't oh, be civilians can't. because it, yeah, like nine be. to fivers. My friend is like, she loves her job. Mm-hmm. She's nine to fivers. She does on the weekend, She pieces out. She does not want to stress about anything. And I'm like, you like it? She's like, I love it. She yeah. loves that routine thing, and she's still flexing and exploring and kind of living what she wants to do. And thank God, there's people like her because you and I, if we were at a desk, would. Probably, I would be narcoleptic and super unproductive and yeah. go crazy. I'd lose my and pants. And the, you guys, civilians. I'm not being derogatory at that by any way, by any stretch. Because my parents, my brother, the majority of my friends are. Fit in this box where it's civil. They're civilians. They have a regular job where they go and do functioning, amazing things that society needs. That's also.
0: I'm also on this topic and on this thread and in this absolute podcast. I'm going to say that the podcast itself must be taken in its entirety, if any clip at all are to be used. Copyright right now, sons of bitches. So Mm -hmm. that because there's a lot of stuff that could be taken out of context. And I'm if and here's the neat thing. I used to worry about that. You have literally a public image and i see all these stuff like people on twitter like somebody said this on twitter 10 years ago and now they're getting fired like i i would i would go to bat for you if you ever said anything on this show that was like hey well aaron said this in some public forum well no this is just two people talking i want to believe that and that it's that you know that stuff that constantly has to stay in the back of someone's mind and it irritates me when people will put their own narrative on things and you see all this like i mean you see all this stuff from like baseball players are kids, they're kids. They're 23, 24, 25, their careers over when they're 30 baseball players. Career is over when they're 30 ish, maybe a little bit more now, but that means that when you're in the peak of your career at 22, 23, 24, maybe a pitcher, whatever you are, whatever you're doing, you know, and you've got tweets that existed when you were like 12, 13, 14 that you just never thought about. Right. And people are throwing this shit back in your face now. Um, Interesting yeah. fact about this Corona and interesting fact about, you know, what's going on now, all the people, you know, all those people that were shooting that hate out, are, they're gone. There's nobody out there talking about, uh, you know, how, how it's just horrible to be LGBTQ. There's nobody out there talking about how, you know, or like how the world needs to owe them something or this or that. You don't hear about all these attacks. You don't hear about crime, crime, crime. You hear about Corona. The news is not reporting anything else. And everybody else is kind of like, you know what? My problems aren't as crazy as they used to be. So when I say this, and when I talk about that, these are the benefits and the positives and the hippie shit that we mentioned earlier. But the fact that the world right now will say, you know what, my, my, when I, if like, however I wanted to present myself with regards to my opinions on, um, you know, being a proactive this or a proactive that, or somebody who wants to shoot hate or somebody who wants to, you know, you know, do anything like any sort of pre-programmed violence or arrogance or ignorance inside me kind of has to go away now because this whole, the whole world is, is experiencing something on such a negative high level negativity that it's like my small petty stuff is gone. Right. And if, and if this carries on for long enough, that small petty stuff, like the LGP, the BQ lesbians, gays, I'm sorry, I'm just going to put it bluntly. If these guys want to go on and be like, it's tough being me, you know, they they kind of have to realize after this, it's like, you know what, just be you. Whether you're straight or you're gay, it just is, it just is. You don't, we don't need to go on and we don't need to fight for equality. You've got it. You've got all the equality you want. You're good to go. Anything else is inside your head.
1: Oh, they're so persecuted everywhere. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, I mean, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I think that right now you have to look at, like prioritize what's important right now and like my neighbor upstairs is still being a super asshole and that's right you
0: were having and- an issue with him
1: oh you guys like like literally i have all my paperwork to get a temporary restraining order he had to remove himself from the hoa board and now he's put his place in the market because basically we took eight years but we got him out like he is a disaster and yesterday we're eight years my mother was a high school principal and she always raised me in in, in confrontations to like, you know, to be in, in ones like this, to just, you know, not react emotionally, gather all the information, take the high road, and then go about it the right dutiful way. So for eight years, I gathered, I had witnesses, I had police, we had to call the LAPD twice on him for calling me um for coming after me calling me a fucking cunt sorry for the language
0: Ooh, boy oh boy how dare you on my show
1: <laughs> for taking his toes and blasting my pad like he has just been bullying harassment i've set up to is it times. you
0: or is it everybody
1: no the neighbors next to me as well but he definitely has a hate on for women i will say that i mean i live in west hollywood and i live with 90 percent uh gay men and that are and 99 percent of them are amazing except for this one toad he's just out to get women. He bu- he bullied another woman in the building, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, really don't pick on Jasper, man, because I <laughs> did it my mom's way for eight years. This is all coming around to a point, folks, I promise. Good. Did it, you know, and I, and I I've filed two reports with our HOA board. Basically, he's leaving in a week, but it's now because of the good, do just work I did in holding my tongue, and now here we are in a pandemic where things have shifted. No one gives a shit about our petty problems. If I play my music loud, if he's setting his alarm at three thirty in the morning to stomp above my bed to wake me up, like he is a child. He has mental issues, hundred percent, like mental illness um, and anger issues. Anyways, um, so now so this is kind of escalating because he's leaving and he's doing all kinds of strange things. And uh, yesterday, Adam. I have not, I don't remember how long ago it's been that I snapped like this, but I was vacuuming at 5 p.m. last night. He And here I am on my Instagram, and I'm like, we got this, we're this together. Teamwork,
0: yay, rah, rah.
1: He had a complete, like, just stomping on my floor, stomping, 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 stomping. My cats jetted, like, under the bed, scared, and I just lost it. I just have had it. And I think it's also the pressure of like, you know, I have some friends that are going through a really hard time and the weight of the world. And what are we going through? i hear here for my father and, you know, a number of different things that I'm going through and trying to keep positive and like, you know, being on this outside of our fear thing that we've, that I've, yeah. that I've talked about, that we were talking about, but I gotta tell you, I snapped and uh, Khalid's You Don't Know Your Worth came on and I was like, you want to hear that music? <laughs> you want to hear that music? And I, did not know my bow system. I've never, because I've lived in fear below this guy, did not know it could go that loud. And I'll tell you, at 5 p.m., I rocked West Hollywood. It was pen. I danced on my patio. And our property manager is aware of all this. And he kind of just gave me a thumbs up. Yeah. And I danced my face off. I felt so good. And I think that there's a lot of underlying emotions and stuff that I probably just needed to release and get out there. But I... I yelled some obscenities at him, which I've never done, uh, and uh, nothing threatening because I've learned that he, he, he's he's never calling me a. You're not
0: allowed. You're not allowed to threaten people. That, that's the that's the thing about you specifically.
1: Well, like, for him, because we called the police and like, well, he didn't threaten <laughs> you, even if like fucking cunt, shitty yeah. actress. The news would bitch, rip you apart. Can't yeah. wait for you to die. Those aren't threats. Yeah, my neighbor popped her head out and he also bullies her and she popped her head out and she's like what radio station are you on this is awesome we were just gonna <laughs> it was just this like wonderful <laughs> explosion of i said i was gonna loop around and now i've completely lost track that's all
0: right i think you went to a different it track It's good
1: Explosive blah blah. I'm sorry guys. I just went on that tangent.
0: No, what I like about what I like about what you're talking about now though is it's kind of funny because everybody takes a little bit about a little bit from this show, you know, sort of what they want. And it sounds to me like this is just it's a good therapeutic hour for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry guys. And then anyways, yeah. But you also have like you
0: you specifically have the added pressure of like, you know, your job rests on being liked by the public. So it's like, you can't lose your shit. You can't go nuts. You can't, there's no, at no point, can you be like, you know, go do something crazy. Cause all of a sudden, you know, Aaron Karplock of being Erica or being, yeah, being eh, Aaron Carplock of being Erica fame, you know, in the CBC goes crazy. And there's just like a picture of you from one of your movies where you're like hairs everywhere goes crazy and loses it on I a mean, neighbor type you sure of thing.
1: Have responsibility. I mean, it's, 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 yeah. but I mean, it's, it's a fun one to take on. And- yeah. Yeah. people to self in different ways there's some like highly there's lots of different takes but like from my brand and what I do it's you know I'm very specific about trying to be a real person um you know spread spread good stuff and then through my work I like when people can at least what I like in storytelling is when I can relate to something i can escape to it it can make me feel certain things there's a bunch of different things so if i can do that for other people i mean we've talked about this stuff yeah yeah Yeah.
0: so what we haven't touched on is like we haven't really gotten into you know some of the bigger stuff but you know what honestly it it i don't even care i don't even care you know too much to, to bring it up i wanted your opinion i still want your opinion so i will ask a little bit about it but you know in your circles and and the, you know, the Hollywood connection to the adrenochrome to what's going on uh, and to, to this, this whole scenario. And we talked about that. We talked about how, uh, before we went live, we talked about how you didn't know what it was. And, and that makes sense. And I was actually, the conversation I was having about talking about you last night was, you know, I said, there's no way that she's even, you know, in the conversation or part of any of this. Like, this is some next level stuff. Like, you really have to sell your soul to get into these, these, these inner groups of this Hollywood elite. Uh, you know, the Tom Hanks. And like you mentioned twice, the Oprah Winfrey's and the Ellen DeGeneres is like, Ellen's done. She, she won't be back on television. I can, I would be f- completely shocked if she ever, if she ever surfaced again.
1: Okay. You're, you're, so you're really blowing my mind. And for maybe some of people that might know me that are listening to this, what are you talking like? Like, <laughs> Just going to break on what do you mean? She's not going to be on television. So this is about taking.
0: Adrena Chrome, ladies and gentlemen, now, um you like, can you can google adrenochrome if you google adrenochrome and ellen degeneres <laughs> your your earth will be shattered it'll go away um because she is a handler she's one of the she's one of the oprah Winfreys and the harvey weinsteins and the jeff uh, jeffrey epsteins of the world ellen degeneres
1: oh he and i just have to disagree because i don't think ellen and oprah are anything like those fuckers not all i i would never i would never clump them together i think ellen and oprah are wonderful Have
0: you, have you face to face with either of them?
1: No, of course not.
0: So you're just like me. You and I are just two civilians at this point having a conversation about Alan and Oprah.
1: Right. At this point for the record.
0: Yes. And yes, for the record, for the record and for anyone listening.
1: Oprah and Weinstein in the same sentence.
0: But they are. And that is something that's going to rock the world. And Tom Hanks is in the same category because Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson were locked up in quarantine over in Australia, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they were allowed back when the no-fly zone was going on. And they're like, hey, we're back in, back in uh, America and all this sort of stuff. Yet they were escorted back by the military. Uh, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot going on. David Spade is on the record as saying we have, uh, you know, everything rests on Tom Hanks if Tom Hanks goes down, you know, I'm grabbing the shotgun, uh, all this stuff. And, and what? you can, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I put that on, uh, I put that on the other podcast. I, I did a straight clip of his, of his rant and I'm sure that can be dug up somewhere, but it's on the podcast. Um, I don't want
1: to bore your viewers cause they, your listeners cause they've obviously, Oh,
0: I'll talk about this on every episode. Uh, like to, you know to me
1: what talking about, so you extract. I a from scared children and you put it into yourself.
0: Yes. So, um, okay. So to, to, to the, to the wonderful Aaron Carpluck listeners that, uh, that are tuned into the show just because they love the sound of your voice and everything that you do. Again, we did get a lot of those. Um, adrenochrome is the extraction of adrenaline from a terrified child. Uh, and it is, it is the blood source, quote unquote, it's the origins of the vampire. It's how they, people stay young. Kathy Griffin, for example, has run out of adrenochrome. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres has run out of adrenochrome. Um, the majority of Hollywood right now has run out of adrenochrome. The adrenochrome was artificially produced in Wuhan, China. Uh, so there are tie-ins kind of all over the place. These are the stories. Again, everything is just a story until, you know, there's no proof. There's no, there's no, I do not speak in definites. I do not speak in finite. I speak in completely openness in all of this because I did speak and be like, this is what it was. And I was wrong. I've, al- I've always been wrong because everything always changes. So, uh, these are just the facts, not the facts. These are just the stories that have been provable-ish to a degree that are high, much more highly plausible. Um, and when you see them, uh, another one is uh, uh, the wonderful Canadian Celine Dion. She ran out of adrenochrome. Madonna's out of adrenochrome. Uh, Charles Barkley's out of adrenochrome. And you can see this in them. Like Madonna just released a video where she's reading what appears to be a ransom letter and she's like donate money to Bill Gates and on her shirt is the devil pinned up on a cross. Madonna's also been talking about how she needs flowers, constantly needs flowers and the flower shops are closed. The people are talking in code. Uh, you can see uh, Ellen DeGeneres has literally gone nuts and she's, and she's, she's wearing the Drip child on her shirt. Ellen DeGeneres is wearing the Drip child on her sweater. And that is, atrociously terrifying. It's not even something I would suggest anyone look up because it's disgusting. Um, But it exists. Tom Hanks is tied to the Drip child as well with the Wilson doll. The Wilson doll is uh, a representation of the Drip child. Um, Ellen's just falling apart. And, you know, she's also not hosting her show. She's not part of all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of things that that you know, coincide with all this. And again, since you're in the industry and one day, you know, might be on one of these talk shows, um, you know, at at no point would I want any of this to come back on you because this is your career, but these, there's some crazy shit going on in your town, your town being Los Angeles and you living in West Hollywood. I think you said Mm -hmm. it is, it is the, the den of sin. The, the whole town, you know, from what we see and from what we hear, I've got some, some high powered real estate agents that have worked with, uh, Beyonce, Beyonce's mom, Tina, um, on a lot of her complexes. Uh, it, you know, you, some of the stories that we've heard like when she was at the wedding and she's like, it just, it was dark and it was ominous. Right. So there is underlying tones of your industry being a very scary place to work. So, when all of this comes out, and you know, again, if you're if you're interested in this, you specifically, I can certainly take a minute and show you a few things, uh, and you can you know dig into it. But do you need that? I I think you're too. I don't know. I would I would be terrible. I would feel bad if i like if I broke your world with this information, or or if it if it interfered with you at all, because you, you're supposed to be a shining light. I don't want to see Goth Aaron Carplug show up afterwards. You know.
1: <laughs> well, I can guarantee you, uh, if this is any validity this is all very new to me the way, and i wish that you could record my face because it's quite skewed <laughs> uh, in thought and confusion and uh i would never obviously inject terrified child adrenals into my body um this you you do like it just sounds like Pretty like made horror. up talking about this like it's made up like so i really and and if i'm ignorant okay call me ignorant i don't know anything about this i would just say to you ellen's not working because she's at home and i watch her every day and she's calling different celebrities and still kind of doing her shtick and having other people host and it kind of seems normal but now that
0: here's the thing now that you see it i don't don't, it'll be different now that you now that you're aware of it you're like oh wait a minute Like she stopped doing that thing too. Like she's all in panic mode too. Like, oh, I don't want to talk about, like when she called Jennifer Aniston, she's like, oh, I don't want to talk about the puzzle. And she's talking in code. It's just weird. And her entire, okay, so here's another one. You're like, I'm not going to put them in the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Ellen DeGeneres' entire set is Epstein Island. The whole set is all imagery from Epstein Island. It's
1: delicious. Her Netflix show? No, her talk show. Oh, the set, set, set. I don't think that uh, yeah, I don't think that they would talk in code on national television. Like, I think that I honestly think that people are reading into it too much. Sorry, that's just my initial reaction to it. I just I don't see it, but then I also this I've just been introduced to this in the last half an hour. I'm oh yeah, so possible, but I.
0: It's weird. I'm happy that you have no idea what I'm talking about, to be honest with you. I mean, I liked you. I would hate to have to not like you. If you were like, if you're like, hey, would you like some Adrena Chrome? I'd be like, all right, maybe I'll try a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> terrifying. So Gloria, Gloria Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, the, the the goofy guy from uh, CNN. Oh, my God. Silver hair. Anderson Cooper is Gloria Vanderbilt's son, right? And Gloria Vanderbilt, their basement uh, or whatever the tunnels under their houses holds the pool. That was where they drain the children of the blood after they terrified the children. Monsters Inc, the Disney movie talks all about how, uh, you know, we scared the children. We fill up these vials. That's the whole premise behind Monsters Inc, the television show, Disney movie, uh, Gloria Vanderbilt, that pool has been in multiple artwork uh, all over the place. Uh, pizza gate. This is all pizza gate, Hillary Clinton, all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, John Podesta, all these guys are involved in this, um, and that pool uh, has been again in, in multiple artworks. It was the same pool that was in uh, American Horror Story Hotel, and that is, that pool that is that is depicted in all of this uh, is in uh, Anderson Cooper's mom's house basement, Glory Vanderbilt. So uh, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting you know set of possibilities. It's an interesting you know, set of things to sort of look into uh and, and to talk. And these are all the, the heavy duty conspiracies that are going on around what this is. And what COVID represents is they're shutting everything down, they're pushing everybody back into their houses, and they're rounding up the pedos. And this also includes Trudeau. They're they're saying that Trudeau's ankle braceleted. He's not going to set foot in Parliament again. Uh, Trudeau, ladies and gentlemen, to my American listeners, is apparently the head of the wonderful country Canada, uh, but nobody remembers voting him in. So that was a weird thing too. Um it is it is a, uh, uh, an absolute uh, clusterfuck. And on top of that, they're rolling out 5G. And the last time they rolled out 3G, which is the networks, the 3G uh, was 2003, was SARS. And then 2009, before they rolled out 4G, was swine flu, infested everything. And now it's, uh, it's this one. So these are all, again, theories, not something that I know about um, you know, too, too much or can, can speak on too, too much. But I believe like, I'm very well aware that, you know, 5g radiation as is delivered, uh, is until it's tuned properly, will screw people up heavily. Uh, and, and your town is, um, a hotbed for 5g Los Angeles and Hollywood is a, an absolute hotbed for this, this 5g technology. And you know, these are the things that, that you should definitely see your face. You're just like, what in the hell? Well, how have I landed on this? What planet are we on? Where did we go? What's going on here? Uh, <laughs> I feel bad that I've, I feel bad that I've dropped this on your lap. Uh, oh, but I, you
1: I'm listening. I mean, I'm learning, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. Yeah.
0: And this is, this is the stuff that has been going on. This is the stuff that we've been talking about. And if you're looking for something to listen to that is shocking and entertaining, um, my boy Tommy G over at the no mercy podcast. Again, I don't plug other podcasts unless they're phenomenal. So anyone listening, Tommy G no mercy. If you have any interest in what's going on with Adrenochrome, his stuff from episode he's got, he switched over from sports casting to uh conspiracy uh, and his conspiracy episodes are just phenomenal. So just go check out the no mercy Tommy G podcast. Um, it is it's It's an eye opener, that's for sure. And they've got proof and they've got stories, and you can tell these guys come prepared. I just roll into a podcast, hopefully wearing pants. sometimes I don't even have those on. I mean, so I'm not as prepared you know, with the stats and the numbers and all this stuff to write down, just things that I remember uh, and things that I know. but I spend a lot of my time looking at everything, not just you know conspiracy, but sort of everything. Uh, and what I like about this scenario and for you, is, you know, your world, if you were to take, you know, one step, I'm sure, you know, becoming friends with me is, is an interesting avenue for you. Who's like, well, you know, everything's kind of this way and that way. And we're doing this and we're doing that. But now, you know, I'm going to become probably the most famous podcaster in the entire world eventually. And, you know, you'll probably be on, you know, once every other month, once a month, you'll just be a recurring guest. And all of a sudden you're going to be, you know, a ringleader and all this sort of stuff. So I don't know how you feel about that, but that's coming down the pipe. That's obviously going to happen. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. You're going to be on interviews. So how did you go from television to the greatest podcaster in the world? (laughs) Have you put any thought into that now that you're on the spot? You know, if we're going to jump back off this topic because you're not versed in it. So this is just, I
1: just, I just, I I don't feel like I have anything to contribute because I have no knowledge of it
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: not to again, come from like an ignorant place, but I just, I'm just, like, this is, like, bombs being dropped all around me, and I'm, like, shell-shocked, so I'm very quiet right now. Well, it is um,
0: your industry, and that's the thing. Like, this, it's specifically targeted to your industry.
1: I've been in my industry for 20 decades, and I've never heard about it up to 20
0: decades, she says. Jeez, she is a vampire, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 20 Sorry. decades. You should, have, you should have seen me in the 1800s. It was good
1: times. It two decades, um, and I've never heard about it, so... Well,
0: had you heard about working for, for Weinstein? Had you heard about any of that? Were you privy to any of that?
1: Oh, well the Weinstein stuff for sure. Yeah. So
0: you knew people would go in there and shit would be weird.
1: I mean the me too movement, like, the, like pre that all this shit I had a, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, I, I feel like that is, that is not a conspiracy theory. That is a movement that's happened for, I mean, come on, since the beginning of time.
0: Well, I think everybody kind of knew that. I mean, Jesus, the casting couch is, is synonymous with you know the ethos of the world that we live in. So it's 20, not. It's,
1: 20, decades in this industry or whatever it was. For twenty
0: thousand decades, yeah.
1: When <laughs> it came out, you know, I really thought about it. And I did, po- I did post something on my Facebook and it took me a long time to come up with, cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to sound like a victim. I didn't want to sound like anything, but I've definitely had experiences of stuff that just, just fucked up, like really, really, really fucked up. And I'm really glad that, uh, I came out of all those situations intact and with integrity and, um, not to say people that have been victim to that don't have integrity. I not to say that whatsoever, but
0: it's like, a touchy subject one way or the other, no matter how you slice it for sure
1: decisions and 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 uh i was lucky you know i was lucky and um but 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 yeah of course that that's completely affected me i don't know any actresses friends that i have Mm -hmm. that wouldn't say that they haven't had experience like that well the interesting
0: one was the guys when you when you hear like a lot about the guys the guys aren't you know they're not they're 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 not Uh, what's the word immune to this as well there's been so many because gay you know there's gay directors there's gay this guy's are like well ah, this is awkward you yeah. know so you hear about that stuff you know but again you don't you don't put it into context right and then i i saw a, an interview with tom hanks and he was talking about it you could see he was so nervous about talking about it, it was a while ago again i found the tom hanks thing because everybody's pointing the finger at tom hanks i mean you, do you are you on the you, you don't use the twitter you just sort of you know do you ever surf twitter do you ever look at twitter do you have twitter on your phone right now just go to tom hanks's twitter and just take a quick look at what people are commenting because the thing has been removed the veil is gone that thing that was like preventing all the all the weird stuff from coming to the surface is gone and nobody's deleting it nobody's marking it back just look at any of the comments on anything tom hanks has put on twitter it's all just there to be seen and that goes for anyone, anyone listening to this right now Just open up the old Twitter box And take a quick look at Tom Hanks It's weird, man This is all stuff that's not being talked about in the news Because every single thing is Is COVID hmm. um, You can take all the time you want I can certainly cut this out if you're just going to look through it you, know, you don't have to talk, we can go with that air <laughs>
1: so what you're saying is that because he no longer has the child fear adrenaline in him he's losing it like it's like a growth hormone stop taking it and you kind of die
0: yeah it's youth as, as the story goes i don't have the details but without the adrenochrome you, uh, you 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 age these people are are have been ageless forever uh and and the drug itself has screwed them up and again, this part right now, while you're studying and reading, I can certainly edit this out so that, you know, people aren't watching. Yeah, exactly.
1: I've, I've got it good.
0: That's just Tom Hanks. You want to see some fucked up shit while you're Googling? Google Ellen DeGeneres Adrenochrome <laughs> and you'll see some fucked up shit. My other podcast actually ranked there. The one that I do with Change Your Perception, we got ranked and that fucking blew us up. We got on the, first, the front page if somebody punched in Adrenochrome Ellen DeGeneres. We got ranked.
1: Mental Mastery Alliance. We can pull that.
0: No, um, becoming the free. Be, hit, hit first hit first
1: oh, page. no way!
0: Yeah, so the becoming the free podcast is me and uh, Tony from Change of Perception, and we fucking blew up. So like on episode seven of our brand new podcast, we we fuck we were trending. <laughs> it was impressive.
1: <laughs> Why? Here's my question: Why would the celebrities go and do secret posts on? on social media like like hidden messages in it what are they gaining from that uh
0: so the story goes they can't do things without telling us what they're doing and we have to we the humans have to um uh, be susceptible to it we have to accept
1: it that we, yeah
0: we have to accept it it's part of the it's part of the pact with the demons the the selling your soul part
1: i think that this might be i don't understand that adam
0: Selling your soul to become famous. You sell your soul for fame and fortune. However that looks, however that contract looks. And in there you do dumb things. Hollywood makes you do dumb things. So if you ever go against whatever it was, they expose you.
1: But Hollywood is not one thing. It's an entity of gazillions of things.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure I'm a pretty good judge of character. I'm sure that if you've ever been in a situation in your career where it was to take you to the next level, there was probably something that would have stopped you from doing it. That would have been like, you know what? We're not going to do that. I'm going to hold on to my integrity. I'm not trying to become a multimillionaire. I don't need to become a household name. Um, And you, you know, like I said, there are multiple levels. There are extras. There are people that are, that have a decent and awesome career. And then there are the Morgan Freeman's of the world.
1: What do you, Oh, I just wanted to make sure we were, we were. I guess I've just never been in a situation
0: where
1: uh, I don't do the children fearful adrenals, but I do do caffeine drinks. I really love caffeine drinks. Ah, not to make light of it. This is so like, I'm like, now I'm going to go in a wormhole when we're done looking at stuff, but any who do. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's fucking interesting. And here's the thing. I mean, in this industry in the industry that I'm in, the, the conspiracy industry, the podcasting industry, the self-help industry, I'm, 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 I've got my toe in all of it and I, I I'm able to transverse most worlds um, my whole life. The podcast is new relatively, like actually putting my thoughts out there on a, on a weekly basis is was an interesting jump. It was a leap. I, I went from blogging to this shit. Um but you know, it's, it's interesting because people typically want to tie this in with a negativity. I use all of this to empower people, you know, and it's weird. Like, how do you use celebrity and adrenochrome to empower people? It's like knowing that, you know, you've been deceived your whole life about so many things allows you to no longer live in fear, no longer live in, in and within your own limitations, no longer do any of that stuff. Like we have this, we're in this position right now where we have this ability to completely reset everything we've ever known. And, and we can do that. We have, this is going to go on easily until the end of June, regardless of anything, this is going on till the end of June and they're going to employ new rules. They're going to make things stricter. Things are going to get even more fucked up for you in California. Um, that's, that's, that's a crazy spot to be in for sure. Um, and it's, you know, it's,
1: you're saying about the Wizard of Oz, like lifting up that curtain and seeing how things really do operate. Yeah, which drills down to this time that we're in of being very smart. Choose to
0: listen your, to your quiet, diet. Yeah,
1: and what, you believe, and what you believe, right? And it's it's just it's it's hard because that that it's just, it just it gets you into a fearful place. Um. So yeah, I think it's important to be uh, selective of that. And uh, and how do we know what is fact and what is fiction? at the end of the day, like, you know, I, it's, it's what to actually, like, I'm very like a, like a hands-on facts person. Like what are the facts? Where is the proof?
0: Yeah. And that, you know, that isn't, that isn't <laughs> something that you can get here because the facts, here's the fucked up thing about the facts that you're looking for. They've all been made up your whole life. They've all been made up. Um, it's crazy when you realize how deep the deception goes and then you're like, fuck, you know, but then once you get through it all and you, and you learn to empower yourself, ladies and gentlemen, this might be in the show. This might not be in the show. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to edit this back in, but this the past two minutes have been pretty damn good. Um, if it's not in the show, then I'm just ladies and gentlemen, you.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. no, I What makes the show? Cause it does. It goes to a certain point. I will say what I do believe to be fact. I believe in science. I think, like, as an artist, art is not a science. It's it's so fluid, and there's never a right or a wrong performance. There's simply a performance. But when it comes to science, and I actually love biology, um, you know, listening to doctors and they're talking about this virus, and as they get to know it more and more and more, there is validity and there is factual proof that washing your hands and not touching your face is going to increase your chances of not getting it. By a huge percentage, like that is fact. So I'll look at that and I'll say, yeah, it makes sense. Cause if you, cause you can, you can see it as science that I do believe in.
0: Washing your hands is, is, is common sense, not science.
1: Yeah, that, but it's common sense and it's science. in the fact that if you rub with foamy soap for up to 20 seconds, you're going to kill bacteria, germs, virus on your hands. That's
0: assuming. Assuming that the soap will kill the, the, the virus, right? And that information came from a source
1: that, that told us that.
0: I mean, as far as we're concerned, from what we can tell, you know, our hands appear to be cleaner and they often smell nicer. But aside from that.
1: One of the, the, uh, uh, the doctors in New York, I have to get his name because I have, it's, he does a, an hour-long Talk about Corona, and he's the one that's dealing with it in New York, in the heart of it all right now. He's the one that, when the patients they gradually make their way up to him, he's the one that decides if they go onto respirators or not. So he's firsthand dealing with people that are infected on a daily thing, and his whole thing about hand soap—if he's saying it's true, I'm gonna believe that. I
0: agree. I agree. Because whatever we do believe becomes our reality. Now, there's another side to that story where all the hospitals are empty in New York and people have been going around with cameras filming this going, what the fuck is happening? You know? So there's that side of the story too, where there's the mainstream media who's lying to us or not telling us the whole story. And then there's the people that are filming it who are telling us their version of the story. And at the end of the day, when you sort of look at it, all, you're like, you know, when you go that far down the rabbit hole, you're like, I don't understand. It, It could be they could be factual. It could not be factual. But, 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 but these people that are dying from COVID, the numbers aren't standard. They're not, they're not pandemic numbers. Yes, people are dying from COVID you know, based on what we're seeing. But pandemic numbers, not so.
1: Well, we certainly haven't reached the height of ours in North America by any stretch. And I do question and I've heard and people you know, are talking that China is not releasing their numbers accurately at all we don't really know what the actual numbers are in China that I believe that I believe.
0: Well, what do you think about Sweden? Sweden doesn't, Sweden doesn't even give a shit. They're like, we're not going to play your game. Sweden, the country of Sweden has not quarantined anybody. They're like, we don't, we're not playing this social experiment, this shutting down everything game. We're not playing.
1: And how do their numbers compare to other countries? They don't have any, they don't have one case of favorite in Sweden.
0: They don't have any corona. Neither does Mexico.
1: People haven't died there from the coronavirus.
0: That's right. You can look that up. But again, it's just what you're looking up. So the information that we're taking in is askew. Nothing's wrong with Sweden. Feel free to look it up. Nothing's wrong. I've got a lot of editing. I've not seen a single episode of the Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, Adam, I just really think it's. I, I mean, you're not a TV watcher, but it is cinematically the most stunning television in the world. And I'm not a Dungeons & Dragons girl, and I loved it.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm not a Dungeons & Dragons girl.
1: I was. I, well, I was not either. And maybe you will become a Dungeons & Dragons girl. That's I. Good. I. <laughs> 50 days of your quarantine folks if if you want to invest into it it's pretty great i'm
0: i'm yeah i'm i'm i am you know we talked about it but i'm swamped with this stuff like because i do have these conversations with people are like hey you know i'm gonna take a look at this i'm gonna look at that and like you if you're looking this stuff up you're like well i've got a rabbit hole to go down now you know and and then you're gonna start like you might you you you're terrible at messaging but we've never had to talk but if you've got questions you're like i want to know and then i'm gonna i'm gonna contribute because i tend to answer especially people that are closer to me. So I'm like, I do answer
1: all my friends listening. Now you know that you're not the only ones I ignore. Okay. even yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No, you should see.
1: I'm not getting back, okay? I'm sorry.
0: So what goes on? What, you know, this will probably make the show, but what goes on? And, and you said, I heard you earlier and I wanted to touch on it. You said you put your phone in your pocket and you don't touch it till you come home. What's that all about?
1: Okay. So I just, I mean, I'm a little bit OCD and I think it's a great time to be OCD. Um, when I go out for an essential run, I, I, only take my phone with me for emergency. Like I'm not standing in lines, line texting my friends, taking pictures, da da da. Because for me, it's like if I've touched a shopping cart and I go to touch my phone and then I put it in my pocket, that I just have an invisible thing of this. Like the Trump calls it the not that I'd ever agree. With anything he says, I know the invisible enemy is now on your phone. You put it in your pocket. The pocket, the journey, the. But do you
0: see right there how how the television has put fear into you
1: no it's science i'm just thinking about how it can be how i can avoid that science my eyes or my face or my nose
0: yeah and you know i don't want you to get sick
1: but i will stand 150 percent by the fact that like like my procedure of going out and i also am washing my groceries and i come in I've been told that it lasts on plastic for 72 hours, on metal for 48 hours, on cardboard for, and paper for 24 hours and your clothes for three hours. So sometimes with my groceries, I'll bring them home. And if I don't need them, I will leave them in my car. I'll obviously bring in my perishables and anything that's essential that I need, wash it off properly. It's a pain in the ass. It takes a lot of time. I'm very methodical about it. And then once I'm done and I do my final wash, I gently take my clothes off. I don't shake them and I hop in the shower.
0: I gently take my clothes off. I don't shake them.
1: I don't flip the particles. <laughs> and then I uh, wash my credit cards down. I wash my keys down. And so I just think it's weird when people, like on my flight coming back from Hawaii, the lady was wearing a mask and looked terrified. And two seconds later, I looked over and she had her hand on her face touching her phone and her mask was around her neck. And I was like, well, that's not doing anything. Uh, no. I, coming back from Hawaii, I did post, did you see my post of the, um, airports in kona hawaii as well as los angeles in L- at lax it was a ghost town. like it was eerie i travel a lot particularly through um lax and uh i arrived at 5 30 in the morning last sunday and it was outside of the people on my plane and there was not a lot of people on my flight uh, there was employees around the airport was immaculately clean and there was no one and our bags, they fired out of that carousel. It was super efficient, but it was spooky. Like it was eerie. I was walking down one of the major wings. Everything was, it was really eerie. I mean, that's, it's also, it was a great time, knock on wood or knock on, not knock on wood, but thankfully for me to be traveling. So there wasn't a lot of exposure to other people, but, uh, yeah, it was just trippy. Like it's freaky. It's weird.
0: It, it it's so weird as a matter of fact that it doesn't really make sense and that's you know that's the thing how could the small island of hawaii get affected you know you were safer over there and that's you know then then coming back
1: well i know. chose to stay for the duration of my trip so the um i it was it was my mother and her sister my who's 87 years old my aunt they we'd all agreed like things were not what they are now. And all families agreed that it was still, you know, okay time to travel. So Mm -hmm. they all, with with one of my really dear friends um, and she has three kids and a husband and they said, Nope, you go on this trip. And she was only going to go for a week. I'd always planned to stay for two weeks. They'd all arrived before I did. I landed, we had a wonderful three days together. And then it was like, Nope, we're shutting down the borders. The, um, during which period, even though it wasn't mandated, we were still social, we were staying together. We weren't going out to eat. We did go to a, a community market, and I bought hand sanitizer from a local lady there. And, uh, anyways, it was seven hours on the phone with WestJet organizing, getting them home safely. My aunt, who's 87, had to bounce between three airports to get home, which was stressful. And then they drove, you know, a, a home through the mountains where they're, they quarantined. And when they quarantined, they did not leave the house. They did not go out for essential runs. We were very fortunate that my my brother and and Sarah's husband had got them all set up, so they didn't have to leave. And um, and anyways, I stayed for the, the 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 rest of the week in Hawaii, and it was.
0: Were you by yourself the second the oh, second yeah. part of the
1: week? Yeah, yeah. which was cool because they closed down they closed down the national parks and the beaches in Hawaii before they did in California, which surprised me. Um, I would I would still go out for drives. I had a little jeep, and I kind of felt like <laughs> Linda Hamilton in the Terminator, because every at the end of the first Terminator, because everywhere I went did not have her arms. By the way. Did not, but, but <laughs> I just felt like her cause I'd be blasting my music and going up these volcanoes and like through the geography there. It was just incredible. Um, uh, by myself, you know, taking pictures of geckos and goats and turkeys, 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 turkeys everywhere. You uh, did
0: have my- a lot of turkey pictures. I do see your stuff a lot. So yeah. And you had a lot of really cool stuff too. Like you really good scenery, really good swimming spots and all that sort of stuff.
1: I just said, you know what? I've got a, I've got a week here by myself. I'm I'm going down into lockdown in California. My pets were taken care of. Uh, flights were still a okay. They didn't allow visitors coming onto Hawaii anymore. So it was kind of self contained in that sense, which I thought was really smart. Um, but yeah, I did need to get back. But that week I soaked in every beam of sunshine. I soaked in every drop of salt water. Um, I, I went to the grocery store twice, but I self distance from anyone, but I, could, it, it's just so fewer people, so much beautiful land that it was mm-hmm. easy for me to go and climb on some volcanic rock and find a, a little like oasis in the water and jump in the, the ocean and go for a snorkel. And it was, I was very lucky and grateful. And I did think about staying, but, um, I felt like, it, I felt like it was time to come home.
0: But yeah, you can't, who knows how long this is going to go. You can't, you know, you can't hide things out. It's, it, it, it's a, again, this is just the weirdest time. It's the weirdest time right now because there is no going back to normal. There is no going back to normal. Um, there isn't there, whatever was, is not going to be when we get back. I mean, Alberta is 25% closed, like 25% unemployed. Right. And this is the, the, the companies are crushed. Restaurants are devastated. Um, these are, these are the facts. These are the facts. Ladies and gentlemen, on that note as well, um, you know, I don't know if you can, or if you're in a position to, but I strongly suggest and recommend that if you've got a favorite restaurant that you buy a gift certificate for them, you know, any small piece helps if we can, you know, $50, $100, whatever it is, use it later, use it later. But right now, like if you've got a really place that you love, they're at risk. They are at risk right now. Uh, and everybody deserves a fair shake. So here's what's going to happen, you know, in, in, in moving forward. We adapt. We have to adapt. and We have to change the way we do things. And going back to the way things were can't be. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Too many people had too much money in this. There were too many have nots. So whatever's happening, whatever, whatever at the end of the day, whatever it is, if it's 5g, if it's, if it's COVID, if it's Corona, if it's adrenochrome, if it's cleaning up the streets, if it's the elites, if it's this, if it's that, you know, whatever it is, we are all stuck in the same boat and we are all about to start moving again, start moving forward you know i'm thinking about you right now i'm thinking about how you know you're talking about how hollywood's drawing up you have you have the potential to tap into what you've already done and create something completely on your own like online a beauty website you know a beauty a beauty platform a connectivity you know something like teach people how to tap into who they are because you have you have this essence that you just are about that you don't you don't you know that 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 I don't want to say you aren't marketing because I mean, it's, it's part of who you are, but if, if acting were to go away, if people didn't give a shit about acting anymore, nobody wants to see make believe stories. I can't, I couldn't imagine that happening. I mean, I think you're going to be in even more demand, but, and I think that Hollywood, I think the landscape of Hollywood is going to change. I think that, I think that your chops are going to give you more opportunity coming into the next chapter of Hollywood, simply because I firmly believe that the powers that be and that, that the infrastructure creators are going to, um, are, are like a lot of people at the top of your industry are going to be gone, are going to go away, are going to disappear. Something called a Rommel death where they're given an option to just fade away and they don't have to worry about anything. Uh, and then their name isn't blasted in, in, in the, the media. I think there's going to be a shortage of actors. So, you know, you've got that coming up.
1: Thank God <laughs> more jobs for me. No, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, make light of anything you're saying but sometimes you do have to like make light of things you have
0: to corona and lime i did it earlier yeah but i mean like this is like we're coming into a new norm we're coming into a new form of what's going to be and like i said you've got the chops you've got the ability to to get down there and to motivate people and to inspire people so if you decided that you wanted to go into being a speaker an inspirational individual it would not be hard for you to make that transition out of hollywood and into speaking engagements you know, and you could easily fulfill your heart by bettering those around you or anyone that comes to you and asks, I mean, you're already talking to people on, on like you're a very active social media user. And you know, there's a lot of people that aren't, there's a lot of people that are, that are, you know, I have to maintain this image. What's beautiful about your image is that you've been able to maintain your soul throughout your image. And like you said, you know, I don't know anything about selling my soul. I don't think you've sold your soul. You've not said that you had. So you no, know.
1: Maybe to the caffeine company because that's just caffeine. Uh, I, I'm I'm taking in everything you're saying and I really appreciate you seeing me. Um and your faith and that I can exist outside of what it is that I choose to do now. But like I just still really feel and we talked about my invisible path and like I love I love motivating and inspiring people and making people feel anything that they want to feel through storytelling. That's still my Like intuitively, it's just the one thing that I've always known and I've held on to. And I don't know a lot, but I've always known that that's, that was my gift. And that was why I was here is to, is is to help people through storytelling. And it, it, you know, I, I still feel like I'm in this period of um, reflection and going inward and everything that we're going through to use this time to just really uh, um, fire that up, blow it out, make it better, make it better. How, how do I want to come out of this for others? How do I want to come out of this in, in my work? And I don't, I'm taking every, everything you say, and sorry to kind of be all loosey goosey, about because because it's just so unknown and you say you know we're going to come out of this we're a different world we're going to come out of this it's going to be different but what is that like i just said to my friend the other day i'm like i just wish that i could you know be being erica and go forward in time for two years and look back at this and be like what is what is it like what has changed like what do we need to know right now but it's just my friend also described it as like it's like we're flying an airplane plane right now as we're building it mm. I don't know. and that's why everyone's everything's turned upside down on its head and just to go back to what you're saying, I, I mean, I, I choose to, <laughs> I choose to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I, and I,
0: like I said, I, I firmly believe that.
1: I still feel like I've got some, like a bunch of work I need to do for me first before I'm able to, to, uh, before I would feel comfortable, I don't feel comfortable telling people how to live their life. I don't think that that's my place. I can lead by example and pick and choose, or I can inspire them to come to to empower them through storytelling. I am so inspired by stories, like. When I was a little kid, I watched the movie My Girl, and you know, the actress, like the, the, the lead character in it, Veda. I just wanted to be her so bad. And I remember, like, it was, I was really young when that came out, and like, it just lit up my world. And I was like, I'm gonna be like Veda. And it changed, like, it changed my life, that one movie. And there's been many others that have changed my life in different ways. And, That's funny.
0: Yeah. I, saw that. I saw that for the first time um, about a week and a half ago. And Macaulay Culkin dies from a bee sting.
1: That's. not just a week ago that's trippy wow that it's
0: trippy yeah it was about a week ago
1: <laughs> oh trippy trippy yeah
0: that's not the first time you've done that to me
1: well, we are two <laughs> different like you and i if we looked at two circles interacting in the middle it would be like spirituality and on the outside it would be like girl next door social media doodle, doodle, doodle not to make like um on oh, yeah. the other side you're like conspiracy
0: theory oh yeah da-da-da
1: very different with meeting oh here. yeah
0: but okay so that that i did touch on that earlier but i think i personally think that that's amazing yeah. in yeah. in yeah. in everyday life in everyday yeah. life you and i don't connect but because of where we are now we do connect and there's a lot to be shared your audience and my audience can benefit from this probably half of my audience is tuned out and go he's not talking shit about nothing over here right so you know and
1: like Ellen, what? Yeah.
0: Well, they heard you mention Ellen once and twice. I'm like, oh, we well, might get into something, but we didn't. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Like, my audience is amazing. My audience, my audience, fully understands that I do what I want to do, uh, and I want to speak. I want to talk. I want to connect. I want to meet people. I want to. I want to get people's opinions. Like conspiracy is I was even off. Like when you and I first did the, the first podcast it had nothing to do with conspiracy. My my podcast was about getting started, you know, it was about really fucking taking life by the balls. And it still is. But life but 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 the the covid really really put a put our put a thumbprint on top of all this shit. So now it's, you know, now it's come to fruition that you know we're going to really have to restart so when I say things like, you know, to you, things like, you know, you're going to, you're going to, uh, uh, like your career is, is probably going to pick up because there's going to be a lot of vacancies above, you know, the tiers in acting, uh, there's going to be a lot of people that have fucked off and you're going to be like, Hey, I can do this shit. Like I'm really good. So I see you getting a lot more roles, uh, but I also see you fulfilling a passion inside yourself. I see, I see you finding this time, whatever it is, one month, two months, four months, half a year, two years, who knows? You're going to find, you're going to find a passion. I mean, I think that you have fun doing this show. I don't know how many other podcasts you do, but you would probably be, because you have the ability to speak constantly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You have, you have, you have the ability to host. You would be a solid host. I'd come on your show.
1: I would actually, I love, I do love hosting things. I'm not going to lie to you. It's fun yeah. when I can talk about other people and like, yeah. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And as I sit here right now, technically I'm interviewing you, but for the most part, it's just us connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's how the majority of my shows go. I've been on shows. I'm, I've, I've been on a ton of shows lately and those shows are, I'm certainly being interviewed. I'm asked a certain set of questions over a certain amount of time. And I have to give short answers and they say, thank you. And away I go. Right. And what they do with that, I don't know. I, I, I'm selective as to which shows I go on, but the the requests have gone through the roof. So, um, Tommy G, if you're listening, I'm still waiting to come on your show or have you on mine, but you know, we'll get to that. Um, it, uh, it's, it's a fascinating time to be alive. It's and people, people can live in fear, but they can also live in in the abundance, the positivity of the abundance, because.
1: And some days you can live in both and you have to. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm not going to take away from anyone that wants to live in fear, right? Because believe it or not, some people only function in fear. They only know how to survive if they're talking shit or if they're living in negativity.
1: Well, it's yeah. like an addiction. It's like alcohol. You can only, you only think that you can exist with it with under the control of that substance. Like, oh yeah.
0: 100%. As a drinker. You, no way, no way would I ever consider quitting. That's nothing wrong with alcohol, right? But that is, that is, that's the trick. Since you're a kid, every, remember when we were growing up and, and uh, it was, I think it was Labatt. Labatt had either the Cocony parties or the, or the, the blue light parties where they would like whisk you away. You'd be out at a bar somewhere and they'd take you away and you'd go off to the mountains or they'd fly you into a different city and you'd go party. Right. This, you and I are about the same age. This was, this was back in, in the late nineties, early two thousands. It was the, 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 Bud Light parties, the blue light parties, uh, the kokanee parties where you like, you'd win, you'd win events at a bar and then you'd go spend a week partying with people. And you're like, Oh, I never wanted to do was party. Yay. Yeah. Right. They beat it into your head at a young age to drink. So for you to be yeah. like.
1: Everywhere. It's, and then I said on our, on our first date on our first podcast, yeah. That This Naked Mind, did you ever listen to it? It's I have
0: like, it. I downloaded it right away, but I, I didn't listen
1: okay, to it. Okay, give it a go, because she's really good at, um, like, dissecting how uh, fantasized and romanticized alcohol is within our society, and it's, like, there's there's numerous, I, I follow a bunch of non-drinking sites on Instagram, and it's, like, people, uh, you know, they get down on you for not drinking, but it's, like... I'm not, I'm not doing it justice with, with the wording, but it's like, why would you celebrate putting poison in your body? And again, I'm not in the soapbox telling people not to drink, you do you. But like, I just know that for me, and I was a wine girl, I was like, yeah, it's wine time. It's wine o'clock, woo-doo-doo, and loved it. And then I was forced, not forced into this cleanse. I agreed to do this cleanse, it was six weeks. And, and I was like, hell no, I'm not giving up wine. And my girlfriend's Aaron. And then I just, like, really noticed after six weeks, I was like, holy shit, I feel like a different person. Like, I yeah. feel, like, clear and clean. And I, and I love the mornings, man. No one ever regretted not drinking. I've and said I,
0: that a thousand times.
1: Right? And there's, and, and, like, I just, a lot of my friends, and I'm still on the links with them, like, liking heart and things that are, like, it's wine o'clock. And quarantine mums and drinking their mommy juice and whatever. Like, fill your boots if it makes you happy and you can still being happy within yourself. I'm not saying that, but I just think especially during this time, if you are prone to anxiety or depression, maybe don't fuel it with booze. Maybe don't run for the bottle 'cause it's it, it 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 does not solve anything. No one's ever like, oh I got out went out and got wasted and I like the next morning been like, yeah, that was a great idea.
0: Went out and got shit based and won the lottery. Life is good. Now I have eight.
1: Good. Yeah.
0: No, it's, it's true. It's true. You know, again, nobody ever said I quit drinking in my life turned to shit. And that's one of my favorite quotes. Uh, And I never intended to quit drinking. I just said, detox, cleanse, doing it. Uh, I think now people are like, well, you could have one or two drinks. I'm like, yeah, I could have, but I don't, I don't, I don't need to. And I think, you know, what about when I'm uh, at at an all inclusive, you know, do I want to have a drink? And I could say to myself right now, no, I don't. But if I'm down there and if I'm in the moment and if there's tons of people, Maybe I will. The likelihood is I won't because I know that it's poison, but I'm also not going to be like, I'll never drink again. Like, what if I do?
1: My girlfriend had a Mai Tai at, uh, what the hell's the name of that restaurant? We went out, we were down by the, anyway, she, she ordered a Mai Tai because it's Hawaiian mm. and she's like, it's really good. And I totally had a sip of it, And I was like, Oh, that's delicious. I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, I need more. That's precious. <laughs> I, I was like, thank God. But It was also very sugary and I'm not a super big fan of sugar, sugar, but, uh, yeah, I had a sip of it and I was like, that's delicious, but it didn't cross my mind to, I didn't, I didn't want a full one. It's like like having a sip of it.
0: You know, when you're at the gas station and you can like, you smell the gas as you're filling your car, you can smell it. And if it, if it's like super potent, you can almost taste it. Um, when I, the, I, I had a sip, like my, my sister made a Caesar last summer and I'm two years now. Last summer I was two years sober. Uh, or drink free or however you want to call it. Saying two years sober just makes you sound like it's like a, a negative thing. Of, oh, two years sober. Oh, thank oh, God. I I'm on the other side. I was
1: like, good for you. I was like, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, but I wanted, it's a Caesar. It's a Caesar. Americans may not know what a Caesar is, but it's a Caesar. And I'm like, I really want, that's the one drink that could get me to come back. You know?
1: I still have Virgin Caesars all the time. Anyways. I can't,
0: I can't find one. I can't make one that tastes good. I don't know why.
1: Oh, I'll give uh, you a recipe after this is done. I'll help you.
0: Perfect but I did. So I took a sip of hers and all I could taste was the vodka above all. And it was one of those mots one, a ready-made. So like, you know, that they're not over the top or anything like that. And then the, 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 vodka like fumed. It was just a small sip and the vodka just fumed inside my nasal cavity and inside my mouth. And it was all I could taste. I'm like, this is terrible. I'm tasting what, it, what, it, what it was like the equivalent of ethanol. Yeah. Fan.
1: Yes. And can you not with other people, uh, Like if I, if I go to a dinner party or something and my friends chatting to me, I can smell it on their breaths instantaneous. Mm -hmm. Like it smells like alcohol. It smells like, like it's very potent. Even if they're not three sheets to the wind, they're like, I can, I can smell.
0: It's interesting too, because so my whole life I was a smoker Uh and when I quit alcohol, I quit cigarettes too at the same time. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And, um, so That's probably why it's different to me because I never tasted alcohol without nicotine. Right. So my taste buds were already shot. So now when I take a sip of something, it isn't what I remember because my taste buds are a million times better now. Interesting. Yeah. So it's different for me, but yeah, I, I don't enjoy the taste of alcohol anymore. And I don't, I don't, I don't see the purpose of it. I don't, I look back at all the, all the times that I like, I got shit faced or whatever. And I thought I was having a good time. I look back now and it's like, I was a dick, you know? Or, or like, what what was I thinking? What was I doing? You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm. I I definitely have had moments. I was talking to my girlfriend yesterday, and she said he's still not drinking. And I said, yes. And like, her and I had so much fun in Toronto when I was shooting Being Erica. We would be like bottles of wine on the patios in the summertime, in our summer dresses, and had like the best time. But now when I go out, I just I don't I don't miss it. I also have a very short shelf life when going out with people and going to dinner parties. I go and I'm like three hours is my tops and then I just wanna kind of go alone and be at home because you're the, an introvert. Part, because after that I'm like I had the conversation, I see the people, we eat the food, we play the game, and then I don't know, or in different environments. I'm like, if there was an alcohol involved, it's really not that interesting.
0: <sighs> yeah, no, it's true. And I I, I don't even really want to put myself in those positions because I don't I don't care about so much stuff anymore that so many people care about and all this fake connection over a drink and over a glass and how was your day and granted I have good friends but these guys are like you know what let's go out we'll get some wings we'll get some beer and we'll get out of here a couple guys no problem but to be out and to be social and to go and to do these things and to put on a night I'm not doing it. I like you like you said three hours. I'm like that's a little bit more than me. Like I'm I'm almost clocked out the minute I get in there. Uh, so it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting aspect. And then when the alcohol's gone, it's like, wow, okay. You know, what about, you know, what about, what about this? Do I want to, do I want to carry over to, to, you know, to my sober life? What part of the socializing do I want? And I don't want to, we talked about this too in the first episode that you and I did the, uh, the dating, you know, I don't, I don't want to date. I don't want to meet useless people. I don't want to talk to somebody's ego. I want to connect with somebody and I can't connect with people because their image is who shows up to a meeting. And I'm not interested in meeting your image. I'm not interested in meeting who you think I want you to be. I'm interested in meeting who you are. So, you know, talking to people and connecting with people and my friends, I love my friends dearly, but you don't date your friends, you know? So it's like, yeah, I'm kind of in an interesting limbo spot where, you know, everything prior to is, you know, our whole lives are, you know, find somebody, find somebody to, to, uh, complete you as it were. And sort of the more you go into yourself, the more you realize you absolutely have to complete yourself.
1: I, that's so much like, so, 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 so much.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, people say, you know, why do marriages and why do these things keep breaking up? It's because you've never worked on yourself. You're bringing in your own insecurities and projecting them onto your partner. And for me, I don't, you know, I don't have the time for that. So it's like I'm 40 years old, you know, and, and, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be figuring it out, you know? You know, and and it doesn't even bother me anymore because it's like all the shit that I was doing before was, was, was meaningless and and, and very much ego driven to the point where it's like, you know, I don't, I don't fight with people. I don't have any desire to fight or raise my voice. I don't, how you talk to me now, this is basically how I live my life. I don't really get overly animated because I
1: want to put my neighbor above you and see if that would change.
0: I'd have (laughs) a conversation with him. I'd ask him. I see if you, if you, if, if I came to visit you, say I was spending a week at your house, I'd have conversations with your neighbor, and I'd get inside his head, and I'd ask him why he's being a dick. And I would, I would probably pull out of him his own problems because it's not about you; it's about him. Whatever it, it is,
1: it is a thousand percent. But some some people you just can't do that with. Some people you can't reach; they don't want to be reached, and that you have to kind of like.
0: You remind me of the the Guns N' Roses song.
1: And that's when you have a fucking dance party and you're <laughs> play the music.
0: Oh yeah. And also you're too close to the situation, right? Obviously you've been dealing with this for eight years. Yeah, a lot you see, I nip this shit in the butt. I like I I get it right away, but that's just my personality. I'm like, if you're doing something that I don't like, I leave. I'm happy to leave. If I can't leave, we address the situation. Yeah. And you can't leave your house. Right now it's a quarantine. You should yeah. know. Be safe. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You not leave.
0: No. Yeah. It's a matter of time before people start going crazy, which is going to be entertaining in and of its own right. I'm personally, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm an omnivert. So I have to, when I was drinking, it was no problem to be out. But now if I go out, I have to put in effort. I have to prepare to go out.
1: I feel that way right now when I go out and I'm like, okay, I have to go to the grocery store. I'm like, it, it's like mentally and everything. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a mission. Because I, I think that there's a protocol that I follow because I don't want to get it. And I don't want to give it to anyone. The biggest reason why I don't want to get it is because I don't... There's a lot of 70 and 80-year-olds in our building that I don't want to be responsible for potentially killing. Killing. Uh, well, if they- you congregating out there because our HOA board has not they've closed the pool down in the gym but they don't they didn't take away the tables and chairs there so in defiance a lot of these people are like you know and call it ignorance call it what you will I'm trying to have compassion but it's frustrating when we're locked in here and these like there's probably six or seven of them that go and sit out by these chairs in the half ass attempt to social distance um no one's wearing gloves no one's wearing masks they're sitting on metal chairs plastic and metal chairs where this virus and I believe this, um, you know, if, if, if that virus is on someone's clothing and they sit down and then they get up and they leave and someone else comes sits down and it's last on metal. Da, da, da. I mean, that's how people are getting it. And it's frustrating that the HOA board thinks it's good enough that they close down the pool and the gym, but keep this Petri dish space available. And people just don't stay at home. And I'm like, what are you guys, like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? It's well, how long, God.
0: so if this is real. Yeah. If this is real, how long do you accept this? How long do you accept the television telling us to stay inside? How long do you accept it?
1: Forever? I
0: Do we just accept it the fact that you know what? Maybe this is the boomer remover. You know, maybe we just maybe we just accept the fact that the new reality is if you go outside you might get it. Fuck it. Take your shots. Or do we stay inside for the rest of our lives across the world?
1: a lot of people are doing that anyways. They're like, it doesn't affect me. I'm fine. And they go out and they live their lives. And I'm like, okay, it's one thing for you to think you're fine and don't care if you get up. But if you give it to somebody else that really cares about their life or that person dies and their family is lost. Oh, I'm
0: talking it. about, I know what you're talking about, but I'm talking about in general, how long, how long does this have to go on?
1: I haven't thought about it. That's a really good question. And people that are listening, are you doing what I'm doing right now? Cause I'm like, my, my initial instinct would be like, I would follow, the news that I, I'm just so tentative to use that around you because you're like the news isn't real. The news isn't real. But like the news I
0: would, isn't I would, real. I
1: would go out when then when the authorities that be Big Brother tells us that it is that it's safe to go out and and following whatever mandates that they give us because also with billions of people in the world you have to there has to be a certain amount of protocol. We can't just be like. I'm going to do whatever I want in times like this. So I would follow, I would, I would follow the news and I would also do what my family and friends and I all decided was safe. And we were thinking, like my friend and I were thinking of the day when say they hit a date and they're like, okay, you guys, June 5th, it's over, go out. I think that there will be a certain percent of the population that'll spring from the doors and their bikinis and go running to the beach and lick all the public benches and, you know, it's And gather in hundreds and rave and have sex and it'll be wonderful. And then I think that there'll be <laughs> the other percentage that's like, you know what? I'm going to go out, but I'm still going to take precautions and, and wear masks and and limit my exposure. And then there's going to be people that are like staying inside that are like, I am never leaving this house for the rest of my life. There's going to be a second wave. There's going to be a third wave. They're all going to die off and I'm going to be fine. And I'm going to sit in here because I'm... Ah. I, I think that there'll be a lot of different ones because I actually nobody knows like how are we gonna come Where where's the magic date what is the what like I don't know how this is gonna play out and that's why it's so trippy is people's like when am I gonna go back to work when are the kids gonna be able to go back to school when can I go and get my makeup from Mac when can I be able to go and visit my terminally ill friend at the hospital I who knows I don't know when can I travel again when can life go back to normal and I do agree with what you said that normal it's not never going to be normal again even my mother she's like you know the air in the world is forever changed and my father who's 78 is like i've never in my lifetime and obviously yours experienced something like this like it's really it's impacted every single person in this world and it's such a pivotal time right now for us in, in humanity is you know our, our global shift in what we're doing and with all this energy it's it can be beautiful and it can be terrifying and and you know, I do love more than ever though like all the global meditators, of the world and all the woo-woo people and the peace, love, and happiness people are actually like people that are nine that are like you know work 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 related and stuff are actually taking a stop like a second to pause because you have like you literally have to stop and think because everyone is affected by this, and it it has allowed us to all really touch base with our humanity again to, um, to a big extent, I believe. And, and, uh, can I just, can I read something to your viewers?
0: You sure can. And I wanted to say again on that, that it, it, it's remarkable that that is my biggest takeaway from this is that we've got the ability to touch base with our humanity
1: yeah.
0: and, and work life. Isn't fucking go to work, pay your taxes, go home, eat your food, get fat, fuck your wife, go to bed, be dead in The morning or husband, depending on how crass you want to be. You know, I'm not going to disclude anybody on anything on this, or goat. I mean, if that's your thing, too, whatever you know.
1: Well, no bestiality, let's not go there. Let's <laughs> not go there. You're too boss. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you really busy during this time because a lot of people that do fall into the pattern, I think routine is a very human thing. We really rely on routine to keep us. Um, sound insane in a lot of respects. And a lot of people love routine. I like I like routine. It doesn't mean that I'm square. It's like a human thing. But I do like that you're busy now because there's a lot of people that they don't have these big careers or whatever. And they're like, you know what? This time is making me realize that there's more to life, more to what I want to be doing. So those
0: I, are actually the people that are coming to me, the people that are career men, I've been, I've been at Ford for so many years. I've been this, I've been that. And you know, I've made my money. Like these are the people that have, they've made their money. They've made their investments. They've done this, they've done that. And they're going like, what the fuck else? What else can I do? What can I do now? And people that have been following me forever, like I've been following you since 2015. You know, I've been on your Facebook. I've been on your Instagram. Uh, I'm reaching out to you. And, and these are the people, these are the people, the corporate people are like, there's more, there's more. And you've been preaching there's more for years. And now I see that there's more. So this right now, is a grand awakening and people are seeing there's more. And yes, I'm going to have an entertaining view of all of this. And yes, I'm going to be humorous in this too, because I mean, there's no point in not, and there's no point in getting offended. There's no point in getting offended anymore because we're fucking all in this. We are all in this. So if you want to get offended, man, that's your problem. Nobody's listening to that horn anymore. If I talk about having sex with your goat, (laughs) And if you can't take that as a joke,
1: like no, you've got to- <laughs> no. there's no go fucking. Okay. Don't fuck the goat.
0: Reminds Don't me fuck- of that. Reminds me of that joke. Eh? Did I ever tell you that? Like Johnny, Johnny, the pier builder. Yeah.
1: No, give it to us. I, give it to guy me.
0: sits down at the bar. Guy sits down at the bar and, and the fellow at the end of the bar leans over and says, ah, see that pier out right there. I built that pier with my own two hands. And the guy says, Hey, that's impressive. And he taps the bar and he goes, this bar right here, the whole thing. Says I built this whole bar, my own two hands. The guy says, "That's awesome." He says, "Do you think they call me Johnny the Bar Builder? Do you think they call me Johnny the Pier Builder?" No, but you fuck one goat. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> I think I said that twice in the podcast now.
1: So, Adam, if things go sideways for you, I think that maybe like stand-up comedy might be a really
0: good avenue for you. I've been funny. I've been funny in the past. Funny thing about being funny, when I was drinking and all that sort of stuff, when I was living that life before, I was kind of like you know preparing myself to wake up a little bit. Uh, my sarcasm was my my charm, to which I thought was funny. My sarcasm and my wit was quite debonair. Uh, it turns out I was just a dick, uh, and and. I, you know, when I went through this and when I went through, you know, the sobriety and the sobering up and the, and I do physically say sobering up because it took over 60 days for that alcohol to leave my system and for me to start, you know, putting things together and being like, hey man, things, you know, life isn't about this. And and your whole life up until then is about drinking and getting shit based and working and then working for the weekends, hooking up with your friends and maybe, you know, going to a party, meeting some people, doing this, doing that, but it's all superficial. And And the funny thing is, you know, when I, I lost my ability to speak. I lost my ability to communicate. I, I lost my self-confidence. I lost everything. This all, you know, was part and parcel too with um, the sciatica. I was bedridden for about a year uh, and I, I lost everything. I lost my desire to do a lot of stuff. I didn't lose my passion for life. I just lost my desire. I, I, I fell out of love with what I thought the world was yeah. uh, and, and a lot of it came too. so I didn't have a voice. I would still write. I would still blog when I could, when I could move. Um, and I would still, obviously Instagram was a great thing because all I had to do there was sort of sift around and create some stuff, but basically just share what I liked and what I was thinking and feeling. So it was, it was just basically an extension of myself. Uh, and, and that kept the creativity going. So that kept my momentum and the people that I had working for the mental mastery Alliance at the time, I basically changed over all my VAs and I changed over some of the coaches and I changed over some of the staff because I was no longer of a certain opinion, and I was no longer able to speak and share because I was also a sales coach, heavily involved in sales coaching. And I don't know if you ever saw Wolf of Wall Street, but when you're in, when you're in sales like that, that love for cocaine isn't, isn't a, a lie. Uh, and as I sit here right now, that was one of my biggest secrets. My biggest secret in the entire world was my love for cocaine. Uh, And I'm at a point in my life right now where I can openly talk about that on a podcast with an audience of 1500 and growing, Um, you know, constantly growing. I mean, certain episodes are (laughs) through the roof, but the average audience size is just beautifully growing and chugging along because I come from chaos. I come from disparity. I come from sin. I come from shame. I come from all of these things that built my character. I come from a place, I speak from a place of I've fucking lived through darkness and I'm on the other side of it. And it took me a long time to get my voice back. It took me a long time to create what I wanted to create and to be proud of what I was creating. Um, And the the sales coaching was easy because you go in there and like you said, science is science. You know how to sell. You know what you have to say to people. It's just people are a science. You just go in there and you get it done and the numbers come and the cash comes and you got all the money in the world and, and no, you didn't have to work hard for it. You don't really have any value for it and you, you don't have any value for yourself. And you just keep beating yourself up, beating yourself up. Uh, and, and you sort of go from there. I don't know where I was going with this, but uh, I got on a tangent, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I really don't know where I was going with that, but Hey, you know, mm-hmm. I'm at the point now where communication is key, where you, where you can, you can accept all the negatives. The only thing that we learn in life is that negatives, teach us how to live we very rarely learn from our our winning we always learn from our losses and the negatives and the terrible things that we've done in the past the terrible things that have happened to us in the past
1: and that's why i love like when you're in dark negative weird times you're growing you're changing you're learning you might not see it right now but if you're in you know peaks and valleys if you're in a valley you're undergoing some serious reconstruction Mm -hmm. and to be as good to yourself and and give yourself that time and it's not always fun to go through that experience but know that there is an end result it's a lot of weathering it out i would love to you um bear with me i i I posted it it is deepak chopra posted it and this is attributed to dr Daruv chohan and i hope i'm not butchering his name uh it's not too long here it just says we fell asleep in one world and woke up in another suddenly disney is out of magic Paris is no longer romantic. New York doesn't stand up anymore. The Chinese wall is no longer a fortress and Mecca is empty. Hugs and kisses suddenly become weapons and not visiting parents and friends becomes an act of love. Suddenly you realize the power, beauty and money are worthless and you can't get the oxygen you're fighting for. The world continues its life and it is beautiful. It only puts humans in cages. I think it's sending us a message. You are not necessary. The air, earth, water, and sky is fine without you. Uh, The sky without you are fine. When you come back, remember that you are my guests, not my masters. And it just, I screwed up in the language here because it just makes me very emotional, that last bit. The air, earth, water, and sky without you are fine. When you come back, remember that you are my guests, not my masters. I just think it's so beautiful and like on my own the earth lives on nature lives on i love what's happening in the venice canals where they can like see the bottoms of them and i mean is it true or is it not true the dolphins are flourishing there but they're seeing all kinds of wildlife in places they've never seen it and there's a part of that is that's really beautiful that i think worldwide people are also connecting to to see when we actually go inside and let, let the earth and the environment exist without us and not to say we're not still raping and pillaging it and all kinds of different ways, especially with fucking toilet paper and Amazon delivering boxes everywhere and all this anyways. Um, but just to see like what happens and to be able to go for a walk and see for miles and miles and miles and not have a human around. It's kind of beautiful guys. Like I just,
0: it's it's remarkably beautiful. And it's one of the things that regardless of anything, anyone that wants to live in any fear of what am I going to do about my job? What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? The fear that that brings is self-induced. And the beauty, like you talk about the dolphins, you know, I'm already noticing that the skies are clearer. The The skies are a lot clearer out here, you know, awesome. it's, and I live right under the uh, the Toronto uh, International Airport, not yeah. right under it. Like I'm not, you know, living in, under a bridge somewhere, uh, but I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the, um, what's the word I'm looking I'm in a lane, right? So the, the planes are constantly going over my house. And you get used to it. You get used to it so much that you don't even think about it. But there's constantly, you look up in the sky, there's constantly at any given time, like 10 planes you can see. Um, They don't exist anymore. They're not there. Uh, So the beauty is the world will go on. And what I mean by, you know, there's nothing we can do about what's going on per se. We are where we are. We listen to the television, the television put us in here. We don't know what the truth is. We know that the numbers of COVID are a bit askew. We know that there's theory of 5G, there's theory of fucking your industry trying to kill everyone. There's theory of all kinds of crazy shit. There's, there's theory of fucking everything, right? We don't know. But here's the thing. We wouldn't, if any one of those things were, were handed to us as factual, mm-hmm. the world as a whole wouldn't be able to handle it. Like you read the stuff on Tom, or Tom Hanks's thing. If it, were, if it were true, if Tom Hanks came on television and said, listen, this is all true, uh, this is what I've been doing lately. Uh, and here are some, here's some pictures of me doing it. People be like, whatever, it's not true. I can't handle this. I can't accept this. So there's no way that we would even be able to accept a truth of that magnitude handed to us after the deception of the lie for so long. So knowing that in any way, shape or form or any capacity, we are not able to deduce whether this is a good or a bad thing. Staying inside, staying away from staying this, it's not what we want. So we hate it. But at the same time, thousands and thousands and millions of people have said, I wish I had more time. Well, now you do. Right. So the collective, the collective, like people wish for it. You know, we don't know how it's going to show up, but people wish for it. And we don't know if this is good. We don't know. Like you said, your show. If you think about being Erica as a microcosm of the entire world, your show was written in its entirety, probably before you were even cast. Right, so the last they, season, I think you said
1: they have. A, they have. have a rough arc, but they do write it as it goes. They, yeah. Well, they obviously,
0: don't, they they tie things in.
1: They go. They yeah. but go ahead. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that's what's going on right now. There is an arc going on right now where we don't know what's coming. We don't know what's happening in Earth season 2021. Right. And even the fact that we say 2020 was just a story that they gave us too. It's 2000, 2020 years ago, Jesus was around. Sure. Nobody's around to verify that. Have they been counting? Is this year seven? You know, is this year 23? What year are we in here? What month are we in? We just assume.
1: I don't even know what date is right now, guys. Yeah.
0: We're in the quarantine. I refer to it as the quarantine, more, more, much like the upside down from stranger, stranger things.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, but we only know what we can assume based on what we want and what's inside our minds. What I mean by that is, is this isn't good or bad. It is what it is.
1: It is what it is. And
0: it it is what it is. And it's just like this. Like if I said to you, Aaron, I'm going to come down there on Friday and throw a rack at your head. You're going to think to yourself, this guy's not coming down here. Is he coming down here? He's coming down. And then you're going to see me and you'll be like, Oh my God, he's here. And then you're going to wonder about this rock. And you're going to be like, is he going to throw a rock? And it's like five hours. You you know I'm there, but I haven't thrown the rock. And I said, five o'clock. So now you have to like look out the window. He's going to throw a rock at my head. What have I done to him? Why is he going to throw? And your head just goes and goes and goes. Now, if I just showed up and threw a rock at your head, you'd move. And that's one of the biggest things in the entire world, right? You would instinctively get out of the way if I threw a rock at your head. But if I told you I was going to do it, you'd think about it for a long time. So here we sit in a situation where there's nothing we can do other than prepare ourselves for what we need, for what we want, for who we want to become. Mm -hmm. And the difference is some people are moving and other people are preparing for the rock and they're thinking and they're worrying and they're stressing and they're doing, but regardless of anything, nothing can be done. Mm -hmm. Nothing can be done. So, So it's not like anything that you do will, you know, change anything right now because even if even if all of this was true if the COVID thing was true people would be like well i still don't want to do it if the hospital numbers lined up with the hospital stories people would be like all right all right all right but people are so blind they're so sheepish right now that they don't see it and and all that they're left to do is think and in thought is where we find our prison so if you want to be free appreciate what you have and where you are
1: yeah gratitude
0: yeah absolutely absolutely
1: and, you know this is what this is also where we're like like we could talk about why this is and you immediately go to you know is it the horrible celebrities of the world is it i mean on and on and on and on and on. yes yeah and for me um and this is what i believe this is my belief back to science i think that There are massively devastating things that happened to humanity as a means of the environment correcting itself and controlling the homeostasis of the world. And so there was the great plague. There was all these different things, AIDS, like, like a myriad of different things that have hit humanity. And we always, I mean, and I'm not saying I want people to die. Oh my God. I don't, I would never, ever say that because it's for us living in it. It's our hearts. It's our experiences, everything. It's like our sisters, our brothers, our moms, like we don't want this. But if you just look at it scientifically, like stuff like this happens. And I do think that a part of it is, is, uh, is population control and it's, 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 Science—it's the world.
0: So, when you said population control, my audience—if they're still listening at the two and a, two and a half hour mark—are uh, their ears perked up? And Bill Gates comes to mind. So, and
1: by the way, well done if you're still with
0: us. That's right. Yeah, and there's going to be some chops and some edits. I'm going to have to throw my voice in there. Maybe one of those technical difficulties uh, playing tracks in the background while I'm doing some edits. I've been playing, ladies and gentlemen, I've been playing with, uh, with sound edits, uh, so you, you're probably going to get some in here. Uh, you'll, you'll have already heard them by now because uh, I'll have done them in post, but uh, it, times are good. Times are good. Uh, Bill Gates is microchipping people. Mandatory vaccines is a terrifying thing uh, with regards to conspiracy theories. Uh, with regards to an overall cleanse of the earth, yeah, man, every single wildfire you know, breeds more earth, more growth, more everything. Things have to die for things to show up
1: i mean i'm from jasper national park and we had um they really tried to they'll have like controlled burn sites but they tried to not have a big old devastating one that that because they want to in, uh, maintain the integrity of the park for tourism for people to enjoy for the residents da, 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 da. but yeah it's like i mean forestry same thing that's happening if you have a fire that is when the new seeds are released to the earth and that's how the environment works and so everything that happened in australia is devastating it is it's people were saying like it's just a matter of time there was i don't know if it's conspiracy theorists or realists that were saying that even the locals were starting it themselves and that there was disease within the anyways i mean there's all these it's i'm just getting really overwhelmed by all these big 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 topics um
0: didn't expect this on a tuesday did you
1: Pine beetle in Jasper national park he's completely eroded the park now when you go to the park it's like it's it's all red it's red it's not green anymore and it's just gonna be a matter of time until the whole thing burns and we're gonna have to wait decades for these big beautiful forests to come in and it's devastating what happens to the animal's habitat and for the residents and for the people that want to go enjoy the park and be in this beautiful mecca nature um but that's the way that the science like the environment works that It's,
0: it's only our ego that says anything different
1: yeah, yeah. That there has to be. You know, beauty comes from.
0: Beauty comes from destruction on every on everything. We can't learn unless we destroy ourselves. You know, that's where the that's where the the majority of growth comes from. Are you drinking a Caesar? Is that what that is? That what that one? No, it's uh.
1: This is my guac drink. I told you.
0: Oh, I could have swore it was red. I swear to God, you pulled you had a red one or something like that. No, it
1: has uh. It's, oh, I see. It's like that- orange guac. It's very viscous. It's got tons of caffeine, which I probably shouldn't have this much in the day, but that's fine. Um, yeah. Walk. Oh, mind. Did your mind ever just, I mean, every time I talk to you, I'm like, ah, my mind is exhausted.
0: Yeah. You're probably done. Uh, I will wrap it up. we obviously we're going to have you back. Uh, there's no way in hell that we won't, uh, you are becoming a rapid fan favorite. So I'm going to say this and I will sign off. Do you have, do you want to sign off? Is there anything you want to say before you sign off?
1: Uh, I, I, I just want to say that, you know, whoever's listening to this, A, thank you. If you made it this far, you deserve an award. And, hey, hey. and thank you, Adam, for everything that you put out there and for um, connecting with me and uh, enlightening me on certain things and introducing me to things that are, I don't know how I feel about it
0: Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot coming down there. You've got time now. you got time to look into things, though.
1: Uh, yes certainly do and you know and challenging me and to everyone out there listening I just you know I sincerely sincerely from the bottom of my heart I just am sending you love and I know that's peace love and hippie but I I really am we are truly all in this together it's scary and know that you're not alone in it and and uh, to really um stay in love
0: stay in love empower each other for sure yeah. ladies and gentlemen I will say this then uh, I've had a lot of fun today and a lot of conversation and I'm going to go into a lot of editing which by the time you hear me say that I'm going into a lot of editing will have already been done um, so uh, I guess the final thought here is uh, about Aaron's eyebrows I still think that they're the absolute best in all of Hollywood and on that note ladies and gentlemen in the infamous words of red green keep your stick on the ice